0: Welcome to episode 16 of Bruisers Breakdowns and Beards. It is Sunday, January 3rd, 2021. We have survived. Everything's okay now. All the bad stuff from 2020 has ended. So, life yeah, magically everything's going to get better it's now, guys. Poof. Instantly. Yeah. Um, this is easily our most anticipated episode of 2021. I can I can comfortably say that. Uh, so I am your host, Michael Reed. I'm Kevin.
1: And as always, with Michael and Kevin is the hair Metal Heartthrob, Dallas Cade. How are you boys doing this year? Doing well, fellas. Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year. Yeah, guys. It how is. you feeling?
1: It is so far. It's a happy I'm New Year.
0: I'm glad you guys are healthy. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Yeah. I, uh, I'm i coughing and hacking a little bit, so I'm a, I'll am i try to limit it during the show. Um, yeah.
1: We had a yeah. bug go through the house last the last week or two. We had like a... You know, like a cold or something, because nobody, nobody ever started coughing or anything. Nobody got like a fever, but everybody was getting like the aches and the sniffles and the, you know, headaches and all that. So I mean, it's that time. There's of a year, little dude. sick flying around, but that's. I feel like that's a, that's what happens like every winter. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, Kansas. We just got that nasty snowstorm, uh, this week, and mm. that's what we're hoping it is. But we we did have some family in last weekend, so. Uh, the wife and I are going getting some COVID testing done tomorrow just to make sure uh, everything's okay. So, fingers crossed. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. But by the time you guys hear this, I will know whether I'm, you know, I don't Is I guess positive is the word. So, COVID we're, positive? we're hoping that's not the case. Are we, we're positive something's happening. I'll be positive that I know for sure whether or not we got exposed to COVID or not. Hopeful. So
2: <laughs> that's the word i'm trying to replace the positive these days
0: <laughs> we're hopeful yep. that
2: we're not positive <laughs> yes. you have to like be like this weird like you have double to be positive negative. to
0: be negative <laughs> you gotta... that's that's it's yeah it's, it's the battery principle i don't know I don't but know, i
2: hope really, i really know. i really hope you guys are gonna be all right that's that's yeah me too out.
0: well you know if if not, it's been a good run. <laughs> don't don't start that. It runs over. Man. All right,
2: you've already beat cancer. Don't fuck that. Sh- don't don't <laughs> yeah. fucking don't sell
0: out to this shit. No no, I'm 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 uh, I'm no selling this one for sure.
1: So, uh, Michael, why is today uh, the most anticipated uh, installment of Bruisers Breakdowns and Beards of the year, 2021?
0: <laughs> well, Dallas, let me tell you, uh, it's it's. Uh, What do they say about the Masters? It's a tradition unlike any other. Uh, Do they say that about the Masters? I believe that's that's how they say it. I just know they get a
2: cool jacket after they win. Yeah, me
0: neither. Those commercials are so like low key. It's like you know you're about to watch the greatest event, sporting event of all time. It's a tradition unlike any other. The Masters on cbs this weekend you know i don't know chill, yeah, like right r- yeah ASMR. it's like a like great Bill sports asmr yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> putting i remember oh. watching
1: one of those I, it might have been last year or the year before and i was like before they showed any golf or anything i was like oh is there some big sporting event happening like this is getting me excited and then i saw it was the masters and i was like are you kidding me <laughs>
0: See, Happy Gilmore ruined golf for me because I thought that that, that was like I casually seen golf. And then I watch Happy Gilmore. I'm like, holy shit, what have I been missing? This stuff's awesome. And then you go watch real golf and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah,
2: this ain't awesome. (laughs) Unless Bill Murray's like doing some weird trick shot shit for charity. Like that's about it. But man, yeah, the Masters is definitely, I would love to see a hype squad go to a golf course. Just get, like, that, like, you know, guy gets a putt in, and all of a sudden, like, everyone loses their mind. Oh, like, there's crowd surfing, like, signs, Airports. everything. I want to see that. I want to I want to bring well, that hype to the Masters.
0: That's what Tiger Woods was, like, when he first got on, and and then all the old white folks got, like, real pissy about it. They're like, you're supposed to be quiet. Does she have a membership knowing. to
2: our country club? Right. <laughs> oh.
1: So well, that would answer the question <laughs> of why this is yeah. the most anticipated <laughs>
0: So, uh, oh, what are we, what are we doing? <laughs> this is this is the new tradition, unlike any other. Uh, this will be our first annual Bruisey Awards. Yeah, uh, this was a, you know, D- Dallas at the the end of last year, which was so long ago, uh, had the idea like, hey, we should we should have an awards show to to partially to bury twenty twenty in the the shallow grave that it deserves, uh, but Much also the highlight like really. you know, yeah, <laughs> there's a uh, you know. There's there was some wrestling last year worth celebrating, so I think we're going to take an opportunity uh, to do that and to do what you know the whole point of our show existing is, which is to kind of highlight wrestlers and and bring attention to to some stuff that you might have missed. So that's that's our plan here with the Bruises. Uh, these are, of course, we had an independent panel of people that to choose our our you know candidates or whatever. The it's committee. kind of like the Grammys. Uh, a little bit. We just we're, we're not going to have Kanye run into the middle of the show and try and hijack an award or anything. I, I assure Bro, you. Oh, can you
1: imagine? Comes into one of our rooms.
0: Yeah, if Kanye jumps into our Zoom room, <laughs> that'd be I, so funny. That'd
1: be fucked up. That'd just be fucked up. Literally anybody just like doing a run in basically during yeah, a little of anybody shows pop up show's gimmick our here. Room. That'd be
0: hilarious. That'd be oh man. That'd be a nightmare uh so, so basically you know what we've done is we've come up with a couple of categories and i think rather than determining like one winner we're going to sit here and try and highlight probably like th- probably three in each category or in most categories there there'll be a couple of exceptions uh just again to kind of shine a light on on some some people maybe that you'd missed uh or to look forward to in 2021 so um we, we do not have a red carpet special to air before this event. We're just gonna kind of run right into it. We don't have a cold open. <laughs> but Mike, no, we, we want to know who open. are you
1: wearing today? <laughs> we
2: wearing? Uh,
0: I know, got, right? I've got, I've got I was about Marty to say, shirt on this week. Uh,
2: Yeah, actually he's the so. only one who dressed up. He's wearing a wrestler shirt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, we all, you know, really dressed, we you know, showed out really to the nines for this uh yeah. very prestigious awards ceremony. My boat has underneath my beard.
0: We are we are setting the trend for future Barusies award um, shows down down the road. Yeah.
2: but if I could bow tie my beard, man, that's a skill. <laughs> you're, like you're not far a away from it, dude. Shit. You're, you're not far.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's kind that, of like that.
2: That would be it's very odd. Kind of brand. The bottom. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I could make that's a beard bolo. I could bruises. be like a uh, Philip
0: Rivers beard bolo. Oh, God, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like. In, in a world of Patrick Mahomes's, don't be a Philip Rivers. <laughs> I'm just going to pout now. <laughs> exactly. <there you> go. <laughs> For the rest of the podcast. To your
1: 36 kids. Yep. And so f- as far as the format of this, this could be entirely different from top to bottom at next year's Bruise's. Yes. Uh, well, there's also probably going to be a whole lot more forethought that goes into next year's of
0: <laughs> We just kind of threw this together like, hey, this would be a great idea. So. Yeah. We just wanted to put um, over
2: our fucking favorite wrestlers and favorite me- events of last year.
0: Yeah, and and especially in a year that that wrestling was so limited, mm-hmm. uh, it's you know we kind of had to throw some stuff up there. So there will be yeah. some goofy categories and uh, you know some some out there picks. So there is stuff to be happy and pleased with. With there was wrestling. believe it or not, there was some positive stuff that happened in twenty twenty. Yeah. So. Meanwhile,
1: Kevin's turning green for us.
0: Every time again. Hasn't, hasn't for me
1: he really it's Uh-oh. just me i can,
2: I can see that now it's just affecting us individually screen. oh no shit <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's
0: got a ghost Dallas in his computer effective. or something dude for, for those of you who are not in the zoom room with us which is basically everybody else uh we've been having some weird video issues where kev like turns like a bright green yeah. his screen turns all green and we can't figure out what's causing it There's it's just a-
1: only for us though yeah, like yeah, y'all, on the y'all playback. Oh, I just hit my mic. I'm sorry. On the playback, he's still not green. So it's so baffling. You know, it's you know what it is. It's Mustafa
2: Ali. He's like hacking this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Remember we said we're gonna have a run in. Like we're going back yeah. to the hacker angle from WWE earlier mm-hmm. this year. Retribution's gonna take over our podcast
1: for a week. Oh God, Retribution. The one that they very shoddily wrapped up by being like, "Oh, Mustafa Ali's the leader of Retribution." Yeah. yeah. So
0: that's good, you know what? Basically, that's what the Packer Bruises assignment. is. It's like how they formed the, the explanation of retribution, it was just last minute, just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. Very <laughs> um, much. So, so again, you know, this was an, an independent panel of experts picked all these, so uh, you know, trust the process, and uh, yeah, so I think with that, we're gonna just hit it off here uh the the first category you know what i should have fucking had like envelope props for this and i (laughs) literally i've got a file cabinet right here but i don't know where the envelopes are but i should have had envelopes and note cards to uh oh
1: we're doing that next year big time for sure
0: yeah add that for next year there we go i got some envelopes shout out to the wife
1: (laughs) thank you to our production
0: assistant Deborah.
2: now don't steve harvey it and give off the wrong number or whatever the wrong
0: winner (laughs) Or like the inappropriate answers. Have you guys watched fucking Family Feud lately? They're just
1: yeah. It's, I saw somebody. I love Steve Harvey going off the rails, man. I love it. It's the biggest reason I watch that show. Yeah,
0: messed up. My wife
2: fell down uh, the rabbit hole of Steve Harvey one night just watching those because there's so many naked like, grandma, naked huh? <laughs> Some like woman was like farts or something like that, and you just see Steve Harvey's like face like, oh, I don't get paid <laughs> enough. You know?
1: Yep oh man we're just gonna keep <laughs> popping ourselves the whole time and yeah, yeah we're eventually
0: gonna get to the uh
1: very shoddily getting <laughs> through this just like stumbling through the entire <laughs> well award ceremony it,
0: you know this will steve harvey will kind of lead into our first category here what, what we have uh a- aptly titled leave it in 2020 uh <laughs> these are things that we do not want to see going forward so um I don't know. I, I guess. How do we want to do this? Do we just want to have each one of us have a thing? And We want to
1: like rattle, Is this is is this one that we're gonna name multiple things for? Or... Yes, yeah, I, yeah, I think I'll
0: there's take. there's there's. Oh god, there's plenty of shit we could leave in 2020. There's definitely yeah,
1: uh, is. But like, okay, so let's just go around the table. All right, all right. Go around the table and we'll each list off something. So
0: okay. So I'll try not uh, to
1: make each one a huge diatribe, so that we no, can kind sure. of keep it moving.
0: So we'll let uh uh Kev. We'll let you start. All right. I'm just going through. I had a couple of the first award of the bruises, but the number
2: the number one I want to see next year, especially after a fucking pandemic. Please chill with the spitting and the fucking snot rockets and stuff into the crowd,
1: (laughs) especially on the indies. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, where
2: you're super close to someone, but no, I mean, like even to your opponent, like it's just fucked up, man. (laughs) Like I know you're trying to get heat and everything like that, or you're trying to like, but man. Like, there doesn't need to be that anymore. I think There's we learned our ways. lesson with saliva and, and less pathogens. less gross
0: ways. Yeah. There, there was a... I, I won't... I'll spare the promotion. Uh, I went to an indie show in Dallas where uh, the two wrestlers were trying to start off the match by shaking hands. And, like, one guy reached down into his trunks, <laughs> you know, grabbed his junk, and then brought his hand out. Was it gold? So the other... The, you know, so the the other guy climbed out of the ring went along the front row and had the audience spit into his hand and this was like seven or eight people spit into his hand then spit into that pile of spit and then climbed back into the ring and offered his hand as a shake
2: yeah no <laughs> so, son
0: um, yeah it's uh
2: yeah it was like not bueno oh, i grew up on punk rock and punk rock oh. households and i would n- ah nah, son
0: <laughs> <clears throat> oh fuck yeah, <clears throat> it's not great i was like that's it's the that's dumbest idea much. i've ever heard of yeah, yeah it was not great it was i not hope he came awesome. up
1: with that on the spot because at least he didn't sit there and think <laughs> yeah this out. is a great idea yeah. uh- <laughs>
2: so that's my thing man i just just keep your saliva to yourself man i mean Jesus. you know like or at least make it meaningful if it's gonna be a storyline make it fucking make it something like okay we've accumulated this fucking heat over like three shows let's fucking have a big blow up maybe spit in someone's face but like just random ass shit like that oh my god
0: yeah you can't do it no I'm, I'm with you on that yeah uh yeah. dallas what is your thing you want to leave in 2020 uh, well, I know it's not going to
1: be left in 2020, but I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it. Um, half baked ideas get it instead of half booked because, especially, <laughs> one large promotion in particular in the United States doesn't like to book their angles all the way through. Yeah, so I see, what and the there. same applies to gimmicks, honestly, because I feel like, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I'm impervious to this, but like. Especially when, you know, guys come up with ideas. They're like, oh, you know, it'd be great if uh, if uh, somebody did this one thing where uh, they oh, what's what's a dumb thing that they did this year just to like for that to be the pop. And then uh, it never went anywhere. Retribution. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, the whole show. Yeah. Um, God, I don't know. I'm trying to think um, Otis winning money in the bank. Ah, yeah, it happened. And it was cool. And then he literally was off TV. And I get he probably had COVID because there was a bunch of people that had COVID and they were being very hush-hush about it. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there was. And then when he came back, they were like, all right, we're, you're just going to lose it to somebody else.
2: Yeah. And speaking of which, wrapping that angle up, Miz cashed it in, lost, and now currently somehow got the money in the bank back. <laughs> what? <laughs> what
1: yeah uh, yeah and the same applies to gimmicks like i don't uh, like you remember the designs um or the sketches or whatever that came out about the revival after they left wwe mm-hmm. and like supposedly that was the idea that vince had for their new look or for their repackaging like i don't what think i saw it. was
2: that it was was it really what bad would that have ever
1: been where they had like um What's his name? They had like Waka Flocka Flames giant watch necklace on them, and like the bucket hats with fur. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so, like neon really green them. and purple and orange, and it was like all really weird.
2: What are they re- re- like Scotty Tuhati and
0: uh, Brian? It was, yeah, it was like, yeah, I was like a public enemy,
1: but uh, even more cartoony. It, yeah, in 2020. Yeah. Why? Exactly. <laughs> Is
0: Vince, Vince going to And I feel like the
1: same, especially with some ideas on the indies, the same gets said where like guys come up with a gimmick and you know, like it's like, oh, he's the, he's the this guy, you know what I mean? Uh, and then like that's kind of all there is. And I don't know, it's a preference thing, but yeah. as a storybook guy or in a storyteller kind of guy who's into the narrative and the characters and the depth. Uh, I do like there to be a little bit more dimension, a little bit of depth into a character. Like, fair enough. You know, th- got to, and this is something that I was taught too. Uh, it, so it just kind of gets chalked up to the way people are are brought up in the business. But like, um, whatever character or calling card, kind of like whatever identity your character or gimmick is going to have, why did they then decide to become a wrestler? Mm-hmm. You know, for the hair metal heartthrob, it was because every athlete wants to be a rock star and every rock star wants to be an athlete. Harry metal heartthrob wants the best of both worlds. So he decides to be a pro wrestler. Um, So stuff like that. Um, No more half booked, half baked ideas. That's good. Leave that shit in 2020.
0: Hell yeah. Mike, what do you think? What's, what's your, Uh, uh, get rid of mine's going to kind of be all encompassing. I I was going to narrow it down, but obviously um, early in 2020, we had the, the, the speaking out movement on social media, which, which highlighted a lot of, uh, bad behavior from, uh, predominantly from like wrestlers, but even some, some wrestling fans. This just in:
1: Mike wants to leave the speaking out movement in 2020. He doesn't want anybody (laughs) to speak out about
0: anybody. I want, I don't want to leave. (laughs) I don't want to leave the movement behind. I want to, I I, I I want to leave the shitty behavior behind from, from (laughs) both sides, from wrestling fans and leave the
1: predators in 2020, (laughs) no more predators predators in the business,
0: but also there, are they're, they're shitty fans on especially in wrestling twitter um I mean, who yeah. say some yeah. horrible things and like that shit need, just because a wrestler really is fans? a wrestler like i think people fans. think that they're just arguing with a persona and they feel entitled to say what they want to a persona but there's a human being behind that persona so mm-hmm. you have to acknowledge that like there's a person that's that's you know portraying that character and and that person has feelings and opinions and and stuff like that. And and then the same thing with wrestling fans, like you know you, the I don't know. I, I'm interested. This is one of the things I, w- I really want to talk about in more of our interviews coming up this year is the the relationship between wrestler and wrestling fan. I think is in in the social media age has blurred quite a bit, and some of that's cool. Like I've we've had the pleasure. The dynamic of interacting has been with, so fucked. Yeah we we get right. i think we've had the good experiences where you kind of interact with a wrestler and 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 um you know try to kind of work with their character to help that's, that's that's my philosophy with with wrestling social media if 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 a wrestler has a character i tend to like tweet at that character respectfully um you know somebody like gpa for example like he's a yeah. dude who is a very heelish character but like when he gets on serious political issues, like I I can differentiate between who I'm tweeting at, I guess. yeah. Um, so it's about having that respect for the person behind the character. And so on from both sides, so like I think wrestling fans certainly need to treat wrestlers with more respect, and then wrestlers need to certainly be more respectful of people. I mean, at the end of the day it's all human beings involved. I think that needs to be the, the, the main thing. When you're tweeting at somebody, you're tweeting at a person. When you're talking or texting like that's a person on the other side of that like that humanity i think should be acknowledged and i think everybody would be a lot happier because i i hate seeing wrestlers leave twitter and i hate seeing wrestling fans leave twitter i
1: hate seeing wrestlers leave wrestling
0: yeah that too that too i
1: saw a couple i saw yeah we've seen you know multiple occasions of that in the in 2020 and Mm -hmm. uh don't and, get me and, wrong. I'm not gonna sit here and tell anyone that they were wrong for making that kind of decision. But it sucks that they even had to. It sucks that they were in a position where they yeah, felt like that it, was the thing to do.
0: It wasn't entirely pandemic-driven either. It's just no. that that was the catalyst for. It's like, well, if I'm already out of the ring and I'm already being talked to this way, right. I'd, I, you know, men, I mean, mental health's super important. Yeah. And maybe that's kind of what I should have emphasized: is like just respect mental health. Uh, I think if people would do that. Respect everybody everything. be happier. More mm-hmm. respect. So I'm glad we're getting
1: this one out of the way now because right. then from like <laughs> yeah. yeah. Treat well, humans is, like we're we gonna do another one, we're gonna or we're gonna do another
0: round of no, stuff th- we wanna leave Oh well it, any 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 um what's the honorable mentions for leave it in twenty twenty? I've got one that I think we've talked about much in length before,
2: but the quick answer is stop gimmick matches with no story angle or reason. Let that shit build up. Don't fucking just have a random cage yes. match just to have a cage match. Like let that shit culminate, like you know, storylines yeah. such as you know, and once again going back to the indies of like, you know, Shotzi Blackheart versus Christian Rose. Let it fucking build up to a no no disqualification match. Don't just have that right off the bat. It kind of sure. defeats the whole purpose of the whole storyline if one one wants to follow that. So that's all. That's that's my yeah. quick one.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what else I want to leave in twenty twenty? People <laughs> who should not be in the ring being in the ring (laughs) yeah that's not going
0: anywhere bro that's that's oh i know it's not but i wish
1: it would (laughs) i don't want to see like don't get me wrong there's part of me that thinks it's funny but there's part of me that doesn't think it's funny to watch a dude's knees disappear the second he touches a canvas my
2: god that's the first person i thought of when you said that even though apparently they were a trained wrestler i say apparently but i don't know the full story of it
1: yeah here's the thing you can be a quote-unquote trained wrestler but but like that uh Okay, here, there's, and, you know, there's talks of this um, everywhere in the business on, on all levels. Like, if you have a guy who has been around a while, say he never, you know, he never, like, got anywhere because he was never that good. Um, he starts, he starts a school because he wants to make a little money. And uh, he doesn't really have a great in-depth understanding of you know, how to bring up wrestlers and wrestling fundamentals or uh, wrestling etiquette. That's a thing too. And he trains people. Uh, They go around for a few years. They think they're hot shit. They've done everything. So now they want to make some money and they're going to start a school. They already don't have a great grasp of wrestling. So they're going to give their students an even worse understanding of wrestling. And it just keeps going on and on and on so then you get guys who like just in reality shouldn't be in the ring getting in the ring and playing wrestler no more play wrestlers that shit needs to stop because wrestlers aren't doing themselves or any of their peers any favors by putting guys like that out there they're doing a disservice to themselves and all the respect the peers that they respect and you know the people above them. So, yeah, leave it. Leave it behind. I know they won't, but leave it, please.
2: It's wishful thinking. Remember, you're throwing it out into the universe. We've already yep. talked about this. <laughs> yep. All right. So no more bummers, I think, after this one, right? I think we got through the bummer category.
0: I think oh, we yeah. got through the bummer category.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> Thanks for sticking around, everyone. Good... <laughs> it's all good from here on out, we promise. Yeah. All right.
0: Uh, so next up, we have uh, best social media account. So this was one of the reasons why I was like, we can't just do one. There are so many There's good, ones. so
2: many good
1: ones. Mm-hmm.
0: So um, Dallas, I'll have you start. All
1: right. oh uh, well, shit. Oh, well, I guess uh, one of my best socials uh, for the year 2020 has been Jackson Stone. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I know that everybody wants to talk about like funny stuff people post or, you know, that's. Uh, Stuff that makes you just bust out laughing because there's plenty of that too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I got to be honest, scrolling through Twitter, Twitter being Twitter, sometimes it's good to see uh, a good, wholesome message, a good reminder, uh, a nice little boost in the morale, um, a nice message about, you know, mental health or having a good day or. You know all the nice pleasantries that Jackson Stone loves to put out into the universe. So mm-hmm. that stuff deserves its recognition. Here it is, Jackson Stone. You're for best social of
0: 2020. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I that. I really enjoyed having him on the show. Like I've, I've been a fan of his for a while. I did too. And and I I knew that interview was going to be fun. I I and I knew we'd get some serious topics, but I, I didn't think it'd get as serious as it did. But that that was easily one of my proudest uh, moments for for both iterations of our show mm-hmm. uh was getting to have that interview so if, if you if you haven't listened to our jackson stone interview i highly recommend going back and checking that one out it was a it was a lot of fun and then it was a really emotionally um charged you know show so i i really i really and i'm i i totally agree 100 it's it's you know he's always good about like hey take a deep breath it's gonna be okay mm-hmm. you know um it's a so he's a very really uplifting Twitter follow, so I agree with that. Kev, who you got,
2: man? Uh, he, like Dallas, uh, Dallas came up with a great one. Uh, so <laughs> I mean, I'm going like you know, the, the comedy stuff and just stuff I like enjoy to follow. And man, like you said my, earlier, Mike, GPA has been one of my favorite follows. I knew you <laughs> were
1: gonna say GPA, because, I just knew it.
2: Like, once again, I want to boo the guy but i agree with so much of the stuff he says but also like his his petty replies to other wrestlers are some of my favorites like he'll do the, like we like i think mike said something to him and he replied with like roman reigns like some like yeah, like I, some hoop earrings and making like a face like just like mm. he,
0: he's he's always got he's got all sorts of pictures of wrestlers making like goofy faces yeah that he'll, including he'll himself yeah including himself but he'll always like somebody will say something and it's like thunder rosa will say something or ricky starks will say something and he'll reply back with a picture of them making some (laughs) sort of obnoxious face yeah you know unplanned but he's got a picture of it so like yeah his his uh picture folder i'm sure is like he's just he's always right there with the right one Mm -hmm. um yeah he's he's so much fun to interact with yeah Uh, and and also on for that very thing like i i he's he's a perfect example of like you know, I can tweet at him in character to say like, "I love booing him," or, I think that's what it was. I said I haven't booed GPA in a while; it just feels weird. And then
2: he got the yeah, the
0: Roman, <laughs> and then he just replied back with that. So yeah, yeah, he's no, he's awesome.
2: And all this, like all the stuff he posts on like his personal life and stuff like that, I really like. I really respect it, and like. Once again, you know, another person from Chicago, so I can relate to him in some ways. So it's cool to see like what they're going through in Chicago. He's kind of like, you know, like when he starts talking about stuff out there, like it kind of gives me like a taste of home in a way, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, I just really enjoy his tweets. And I think like, like I said, in character, he's fantastic out of character. He's a great human being from what I can see. He's like someone who actually cares about other humans. And it's good to see that on Twitter, more shit like that, as opposed to once again, yeah, a bunch of keyboard warriors or whatever, just fucking you know, threatening others over an account.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. He uh, he definitely makes it harder to boo him. And then when he tweets in character, you're like, oh no, that's the guy. That's the guy him. we're looking for. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Um, Man, I have a hard time picking. One. Okay, so I definitely, I have two. So I'll definitely have one for the honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, I think somebody that I really enjoy following and and it's hard because he he's just somebody that I, I respect and want to make as big a star as he possibly can be, because I think he's one of those guys that's just busting his ass, working real hard to get there. And it's just either the breaks haven't happened yet or, you know, for whatever reason, but he's, he's, you can see him trying really hard and you can see he's getting a following going, but, but that's uh, AJ gray. Yeah. Who is, you know, kind of blown <laughs> up in 2020, but he, you know, it, and, it sucks. Cause you'll see he's, he's had like some personal things happen to him. Like he, he had a relative pass away recently and some asshole tweeted at, at him about missing a show because he, he's just mentally wasn't there. And he's like, I'm, I've got to skip the show. And somebody was an asshole about yeah. it. And like, I think that goes
1: back to what you were talking about, about the re- relationship between right. fans the, and wrestlers, the especially on Twitter and it. stuff. Like yeah.
0: You know, he's a dude who's, who's working really hard to, to get to where he wants to get to. And I, I I, I think from it, you know you can always see when like other wrestlers respond to a wrestler like that mm-hmm. kind of gives you an indication if there are enough people in that in the locker room that respect them or get along with them like I think that's a good sign generally so he's he's always got other wrestlers like responding to him and stuff and I think that's a, a good sign so that's right he's a uh, but when he's tweeting in character and and especially when like the the wrestling twitter after dark stuff gets going yeah. on, oh my god um, <laughs> You know, man, this summer, he just... <laughs> yeah. Like he I gave
1: would... no, no... No cares. <laughs>
2: that was like crazy, I was telling so... you guys the story a couple days ago about him, like, a fan just randomly tweeting and him saying the fan was, like, going to clap cheeks. And, like, AJ Gray's oh like, why are you tagging me in this? What did I do? <laughs> and then, like, later in the... Like, he updated him later to let him know he got some. And AJ had to put out, like, a voice tweet. And he's like please do not message me when you get booty. And this is what he was under quarantine. And he was just like, I can't get any, I'm hungry. And he's just like, just so angry sounding, but you can tell it's somewhat in character. And it's just, he has an alarming
1: lack of cake in his diet. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it was one of those things. Like I just, I just happened to catch the conversation live and I, I was just, I was yeah. sitting there just laughing my ass off at it. So yeah, he's one of my, he's one of my good followers too. He was on my list.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Who do we got for honorable mentions? Oh, man. Well, um, Faye Jackson. Give me mean, <laughs> yes, that creep
1: squad. Yes. Yep. Faye Jackson's another I, really fun I thought about follow. including Faye Jackson. Yeah, Faye Jackson's definitely
0: up there. I hope she comes and wrestles in Kansas City this year. I hope so, too. <laughs> like, I would love to if, see her. If there's nothing else, when, when Journey Pro starts up again and yep. uh, I can get into Ben and Walter's ear, like Faye Jackson's going to be a name. I'm going to be saying a whole lot. They're going to get sick of hearing it. Cause I oh really God. want, I really yeah, want to I can totally.
1: Yeah. That fits. That fits pretty well.
0: So yeah. I mean, I, and I th- think she and Marty have a relationship too. So like,
1: yeah, I'd, oh, man. I'd be remiss if I didn't include, uh, I know I, part of me feels like I shouldn't do this just because I'm going to inflate his head a little bit, but
2: oh, I think I know who it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel like, oh, maybe, I don't know. Cause like, he totally tries to put himself over on how good he is with his socials and stuff but you know especially for the local guys i guess campbell can sometimes put uh, out a pretty funny here tweet we go. <laughs> you know like i i hate i hate giving him props like that i hate putting him over cuz he doesn't need the help but you know i got to admit some like he's pretty good he's pretty good, good. he gets like he's very quick-witted <sighs> He's got a quippy meme every now and then uh, or either that, or he's just putting out really random takes that he thinks oh, are going to blow
0: up. Yeah. Or, or there's that, that picture he took that's got him like in the old school wrestling pose. That, oh my God. No. See, here's up. the thing.
1: He didn't want that to blow up. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did <does laughs> not didn't. want to get roasted that much. He got roasted and I pretty told good him, that. I was like, dude, this is it, man. This is how you get some buzz going on Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to get roasted. <laughs> yeah that was a good one because don't get me wrong i've been on that side of roast before on twitter it's not fun but at the like i feel like him especially he'll appreciate the uh the activity you know he's all about them numbers he's told me before on car rides he'll be like yeah man i I deleted that tweet because it just wasn't getting the numbers man wasn't doing it for me had to let it go and i was like the fuck do you care about twitter numbers for bro (laughs) but like him and especially like I guess another honorable mention has to be Micah since Micah is the one who manufactures so many memes for like our little group and so many <laughs> inside jokes and stuff. I've shown you guys some of them and they're just, they're so even for, even if it's just us that think it's funny, it's so ridiculous how good it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it it's, it's wholesome stuff. It's really good. Really good,
2: man. Another honorable mention that I'm surprised no one's mentioned because he's uh, this year, he's been God level tier on Twitter for me. Oh uh, Everett Connors. <laughs>
1: Oh yes, dude I'm so has sorry, been Edward a Connors. social
2: media like I love it. And Connors, like I said, I'm coming so from sorry. someone who doesn't yeah, he's care been for God tier this year. Yeah, yeah, coming from someone who doesn't really care for Guy Fieri, seeing every fucking single day that he would say good morning, Guy Fieri, like until eventually Guy Fieri himself replied to him and said good morning. God. Like <laughs> I love that. Like that was amazing, and I
1: the pregame drip fits.
2: Yeah, God, the guy's got style. Like.
1: He, hey, let him know. Who guys, knows? Bass know. Pro
2: Shop makes fucking hats in like yellow or gold. Just let him know. <laughs> you know, yeah. But the dude has a fire Twitter. Follow him at, at YeezyCon, and the guy's just a great wrestler. But man, like he's one of the like one of my favorite follows on
0: Twitter. Yeah, easily. Uh, I think my honorable mention. It was funny. We you know, we we were talking about categories this weekend, and then sure enough, today on Twitter, uh, I think it was the Fight TV account was like, "Who's your favorite?" You know wrestling uh twitter accounts and uh you know he he was brought up that uh rj city and and i was like yeah his his you know his uh wrestlers drinking coffee in their underwear series i know i just butchered the title of it but uh you know that the whole video series that he's done is just is amazing on its own but just the fact that he's he he's the nicest heel I can think of. Like he just he stays in character. He's just douchey enough. He he's not that MJF. Like MJF's the nicest like. nicest heel. Yeah. MJF is has just never turns the switch off. But RJ City is like he's just on the you know, he's in that Danhausen like nice sometimes, evil sometimes kind of thing. <laughs> uh, okay. But uh, anybody, anybody that respects like, you know golden girls and night court the way that rj city does i can i can get behind that definitely Word. Uh, and i mean there's so many others i mean there's just so many others
1: yeah you guys got to tell us some of your favorite uh best wrestling socials of 2020 yeah let's know we'll follow (laughs) uh, give them give them a shout out if if we don't already
0: i try to be really good about like if if i find indie wrestlers on twitter i'm like follow them immediately. Yeah. But definitely if I've missed a few, send them our way, definitely.
2: I've, I've turned, I've, I've switched my follower. Like it went from, fo- I had more followers than follows and then like I, indie wrestling happened and now I have way <laughs> more follows than, yeah. fo- you know, like
0: followers. Same, same. Uh, So with that, I think that kind of segues nicely into our, our next category. Uh, what well, we're just kind of calling rising stars. So I think this was one of the first categories where we were like, it's really hard to just, you know, narrow down one person because i think there are a lot of of people that are up and coming so i think it's fair to to kind of highlight uh as many people as possible so this was this was one of the reasons we decided like three was better than one yeah so uh dallas let's start with you you're you're the one that's in the biz who do you see as your oh boy rising star slash opponents Yeah, you yeah.
1: really did. Um, well, there's a lot, and I don't want to feel like I'm snubbing anybody by leaving them out, but there is a lot. And I wanted this to not be just, oh, you know, he's going to put over his friends or whatever. Um, sure. So, so when what I, I was thinking enemies. about it, I even though, you know, there's a ton of my friends that I think could be massively successful in the biz. Um, and I, you know, I also think that the Kansas City scene and the Midwest scene especially on this Western side, you know, like Indiana and um, Illinois, they have, you know, they have a lot of attention out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Minneapolis has Eric Cannon and First Wrestling. They're a pretty, you know, they do pretty good at getting a lot of attention um, on their product and on their guys and bringing in good names. So they, I think they're like a lot of people pretty much know about them in the Midwest places like Kansas City definitely not enough people know about. Mm-hmm. Um but with that said, one of I I went in consideration for this award, this very prestigious Bruzy for Rising Star of 2020. Uh I considered not only people that like I think are you know, setting themselves up with upward momentum to have the biggest year of their careers in 2021, but also who can make the biggest uh I guess jump from year to year in terms of their, I guess, um, success or exposure. I don't know. It depends on how each individual defines success. But I think, you know, all these people are set up for a really big 2021. Um, and I guess the first one would probably be um, the Regals. Like, I yes. don't get me wrong. There's plenty <laughs> of other people that you could throw on here. And you could say that the Regals had a massive 2020. You know They were still active, even with one of them stuck in uh, the UK, I think, for a mm-hmm. large portion of the year. Um, they got into uh, that West Coast New Japan show. They got onto New Japan Strong, and they've been very regular on there. Um, I don't know what exactly the status is for guys that are appearing there, but you've seen a lot of guys that have come from um, the LA Dojo, and uh, you've seen... Guys like Blake Christian, who some people are considering Indie Wrestler of the Year. Uh-huh. Um, I, I saw a couple posts about that from somewhere. I can't remember where. Um, but Blake Christian got a lot of buzz all year. Yeah. He's been on yeah. New Japan Strong. Uh, the Regals, I think, are guys that could end up having long-term futures in New Japan very mm-hmm. seriously. Uh, I think you could see them being in, like, Junior Tag League, uh, winning the junior tag gold like i think they can make it to that point for sure um and i think they can start that process in 2021 agreed that's a good pick uh i do have a couple more but i will let mike take it away oh i go next
0: yeah go for it um okay so I, it's it's been nice to see, especially in 2020, there's a lot of wrestlers that I got to see in Texas that have started showing up on like AEW Dark. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of that has to do with Sammy Guevara being on AEW. Uh, you know, uh, Fuego Del Sol has been getting featured a lot Yeah, uh, on there on Dark and then Sammy Guevara's blog. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so that's been cool.
2: Him and Brandy are besties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got the handshake and, down.
0: <laughs> and getting to see, um, you know, like Alex Gracia, she's been on there. Uh, Thunder Rosa has started showing up on there. So there's a lot of people in Texas that have are starting to get some mainstream buzz. Um, one of the few who hasn't yet, but I I, I think he's due, uh, and I think he's he's coming up really quick. Uh, Is going to be. Uh, our, our very first wrestling guest on our previous iteration. Uh, but uh, the young gun Chandler Hopkins. Yeah. Mm. Like I, I don't know. I, I love watching him wrestle. He's just so, he's just so smooth. One of the last matches I got to see him in Dallas, he, he wrestled AR Fox. Wow. Um, he was the first of all champion. And that match was insane. Um, So like he's, he's getting, you know, he, and, and he's, done a couple of matches in texas i I, you know i've I've seen on his twitter account but um you know he's getting the opportunities in the right places and i think he's he's not that far away i feel like he's the next show he's wrestling down there uh he's wrestling matt cross uh later this month like that match is going to be insane and i'm so mad that i'm not there to watch it Mm -hmm. uh but i i do think he's he's getting those types of matches against big name people who you know have connections in big name places like i i would not be surprised to see him on aew dark at some point uh sure. in 2021 yeah so
1: i've met i've met chandler hopkins i think only one time uh he came up for viral pro a couple times i think yeah and um yeah he's got Huge potential written all over him. He's one of those dudes that, like a guy like me, you know, being very young in his career, still, you know, needing all the advice you can get, would come up to and be like, Hey, did you see my match? Do you like, uh, would you mind watching my match? Uh, would you have any critiques for me? That kind of stuff. He's one of those guys that, um, the younger talent definitely want to go to and get his opinion on, you know. Uh, he's got potential written all over him. Yeah. I think he's probably going to have a really big 2021.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm uh, I'm hoping to get him back on the show here again soon because it's been a long time since I talked to him. But uh, yeah, yeah, cool. I'm I'm exci- I I don't think he's much longer before like we're all gonna know who he is and he's gonna be on TV here pretty damn soon. I I would think. Um. So yeah. So who do we have? Dallas? You said you had a few you wanted to throw for honorable mentions. Well, I want to let Kevin get his. Yeah, pick Kevin <laughs> get? I thought Kevin got his. Okay. No. Well, fuck me. I you know. I'm, Jeez, I'm used Mike. to going last. I've been going last with all the other categories. So I thought we had to <laughs> yeah. take it away. Who, uh, who have you got to throw in as rising stars?
2: Once again, man, you're seeing so many young, it's cool. Seeing like young talent now becoming, going from like seg training or staff to like actually getting to Russell shows and everything. Um, but one guy who I've seen in journey pro that's been consistent and getting consistently better has been JJ Garrett. Like, and this dude wrestled on the collective this year. Like the guy is a fucking beast. Like he did, he's like the, what do he call him? The headlock kid, you know? And he, he has like all mm-hmm. kinds of crazy headlocks. He climbed the rafters at Kansas hall for a, for a suicide dive, which is just wild. Uh, mm-hmm. he looks like AC Slater. He flips everyone the bird. He's got <laughs> one of the like catchier theme songs and the dude's just so chill and laid back and just like, but like I said, such a great wrestler and such still keeps getting better and better. And I think he, 2021 is going to be huge for him, uh, especially after coming out of the collective and wrestling for like GCW and all those uh, different wrestling uh, promotions yep. during that time, he got a lot of exposure. So I think he's going to be big in 2021.
1: I, yeah, I, I like you. I'm a huge JJ Garrett fan. I got to mess with him a whole lot in those scrambles mm-hmm. uh, in 2019 and man. Yeah. I'm as much, hopeful as you are that he just blows up in 2021 because i absolutely love the dude i hope i get to wrestle him more uh next year and he totally you know he he deserves it too like he's uh campbell and i have talked about it like um i think he's like 27 or 28 and we were like man I, i can't believe he's been around that long he's you know he's got tenure he's he looked, but he looks so young and he's yeah. so, uh, like he's got a nice mix of athleticism and easy charisma and creativity. Mm-hmm. And he's so funny. He's one yeah. of the most ridiculous out there dudes I have probably met. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hope he has a huge year. Yeah.
2: It's honorable mentions now. <laughs>
1: Here we All go. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we'll get to him. Uh, sticking to Mike's Texas theme. Um, moonshine mantel deserves to be signed it should have happened already
2: it's yeah it's overdue
1: um it's yeah it it's coming it's gotta like i just don't see how it's not coming uh he's got he's had way too many eyes on him from way too many big places for them to not be taking notice Mm uh and if he doesn't have eyes on him from those bigger places they should be on him uh he's ready he owned texas twice um and now he's come up. He's come back to KC after having an amazing run with NWL, mm-hmm. and really just you know uh, digging in, digging his heels in the dirt, and finding his footing, and just perfecting everything that he is in terms of his presence, his personality, uh, his style, the way he is in the ring, the way he is on the mic. Like he's ready, and yeah. I like. I think it's only a matter of time. I genuinely believe it's only a matter of time because you're not going to get very many guys with that level of palpable intensity uh, out there. So, yeah. I think don't get me wrong, Moonshine's one of those guys that I think like is like a no-brainer, kind of like the Regals. But like, man, the Reg—you know—the Regals have that exposure from New Japan Strong. Moonshine doesn't have that yet. So, and I think it's absurd that he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, at least not. Not as, you know, not to the kind of level of being a regular on us, like one of the side products, the way the Regals have been with the New Japan Strong being one Mm -hmm. of their new brands. Um, Yeah, Moonshine's ready. Moonshine can fit in on any roster. Just plug him in, and you have a unique dude who there's nobody like on that roster who can just fit right in and find his kind of place and thrive and then elevate himself to the top i think the dude's got top guy written all over him
0: yeah it's easily the 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 biggest travesty of 2020 not getting to have you know more journey pro shows than than the two we got like i wanted i i mean we we kind of had an inkling he was going to be coming back right about that march april time and, like, you knew he was going to be on one of those next shows.
1: And he was coming back specifically to run the Midwest the way yeah. he's run Texas yeah. for yeah. most of his career. So he I was mean, going to do to the Midwest what he did to Texas. And mm-hmm. that's, like, literally, you can see photos of him just covered in belts mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. every big promotion in Texas. Including Booker T. And he was, he was a guy who could have easily done the same thing in the Midwest. Yeah. So, yeah he's going to be a guy to watch out for in the Midwest in 2021. And he's still in Texas. So he's going to be all over the place and he's going to be just wrecking shop.
0: I mean, yeah, he was it the summer of 19 when he closed Cody Rhodes, when Cody was in an indie show down there in Texas. And, and he just, I mean, it was that clothesline like sent Cody, like, Spinning, yeah. It, like it was, was just, awesome. it was so big, and I and I got you know some some viral coverage there. And that was right before it was on a BT right in the lead up to too. AEW.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, it was so, on being the elite. Yeah, that's right. So I mean, like I, I, he's he's due, he's like well overdue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with that. uh Kevin,
2: you got any? Uh, my other ones, I Cole Radrick. Cole Radrick. Uh, you may not be familiar with him in Kansas City. But, like, he's, I saw him wrestle in anarchy. And, once again, he's kind of like this underdog, kind of a smaller person, you would think. But he started off, like, his social media last year, he was like, I want to wrestle as much as I can. I want to help as much as I can. I want to do whatever. And some people saw that as, like, you know, he's trying to, like, beg for matches. But, I mean, the other people saw it as, like, he was thirsty and he wanted shit. And it proved it because, like, he wrestled so much last year. Uh, And in, I mean, I'm sorry, in 2019 and in 2020. But, like, he and he's another one just keeps getting better and better. And it seems like it was such a short time. He seems like such a young dude, but he is going, he's going toe to toe with everybody. And like instead of doing GCW, doing those collective shows, doing anarchy. And it seems like a lot of good wrestlers have a lot of like positive things to say about his work so far. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's yeah, I think he's going to be another big one in 2021. Like as long as in the, in the indies, he's going to be like an indie darling, I think.
1: Oh for sure. I yeah, I met him at Anarchy. Um maybe about a year and a half ago, something like that. I'm not quite sure, but he's one of those guys that um when 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 I talk about the Indiana scene starting to kind of be a bigger and bigger presence in the Midwest, he's one of the reasons why is uh you know, there's guys like him um and the IFHY uh is that mm-hmm. what that IFHY? Little, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The group that they have yeah um and he's you know the the amount of times he would show up on on anarchy shows where you kind of just thought he was in this match against a guy and you were like all right you kind of see how this is going to go and he would have impressive showing after impressive showing so uh i don't see at all why cole Radger can't have a banner year in 2021 yeah
0: um, I have, I have three quick ones to throw out there. Uh, um, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, a couple of ladies who are, are kind of one blowing up in Texas, the other one blowing up over in St. Louis. Um, but, uh, Roxy down there and in, in reality wrestling, I think mm-hmm. she's, it, I mean, I saw when I saw her, she was 17 at the time. And so, yeah, wow. she's, yeah, it was, that was the sabotage show. Uh, God, I can't believe that was two years ago now, That's and
1: cute. she's like young, 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 young. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's
0: it's just crazy how how big she's blown up down there, and especially with you know with Alex Gracia seemingly going up to AEW, um, Kylie Ray kind of stepping away uh, from the Texas scene. It's it's like Roxy and Rachel Rose down there who are kind of of running things in the uh, you know down in the Houston area, uh, and then uh, Billy Starks over there in st louis yes like i i thought she's every think she's from kentucky isn't she or like is, is she, I, I, i'm used but to seeing her wrestling over in anarchy but yeah, yeah over there in that area she was on I my just, list every time, as well. she, every time she wrestles somebody they they're just they can't stop glowing about her after after their match and she's just another one that's like like really young but it's like really up and coming yeah mm-hmm. you guys talk about me being a baby she's like right does that make her a fetus? I don't I don't want to be gross, <laughs> but she's she's like literally 16. just
1: now driving. Yeah. Yeah. And I the, she's yeah. <laughs> blowing up in the indie scene.
0: Yeah. It's it's just nuts. It's amazing. Um, yeah. And then and a guy that that I I think he's he's kind of a bigger name than than some of the other people we've mentioned, but but the fact that he's he's wrestled in multiple promotions in the last year. Um you know, and it's now starting to kind of make an impact, pardon the pun on, on impact, but with their partnership with AEW, I think Chris Bay is going to blow up in a way that, that. He had a really big year. Yeah. he had Like a really, really great 2020. So I, I think he's poised to, to just go even farther. in in 2021, I, I would add one, one more is Ricky Starks. I think Ricky Starks had a weird 2020 where he was, you know, NWA kind of, start had some momentum and then the, the pandemic kind of knocked them out. Mm-hmm. Um, But no, he's also an AW and I think he's kind of getting his once, once he gets the spotlight, like you're going to see Ricky Starks everywhere. That I mean, he's getting it right nice. now. He's in team Taz.
2: I mean, yeah. he's in a legit group right now. And like so, they're, you know, they got to wrestle on the uh, Brody Lee Memorial. Mm-hmm. Um Like it, like he's getting really good, good time on AW and it's well-deserved man. He's, yeah, he's, so he's awesome. getting,
1: he's getting TV time, but like, I don't want to say this the wrong way but I don't believe that Team Taz was designed to be the vehicle to push Ricky Starks to superstardom. I agree. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. So when Team game. Taz is like when they've fulfilled that purpose and they kind of let them do their own things, Ricky Starks that's where he's going to shine, I, I think. Yeah. Um on and Mike you mentioned Impact, another dude who's had a presence on Impact all year although not as big of one as I think he should. Uh, another journey pro guy that we've seen around. Uh, I know that this is kind of a theme, but I can't help, but you know, promote good guys that I've met, uh, especially when I find out how good of dudes they are, uh, as well as amazing wrestling talent. Uh, Jake something. Oh, yes. Yeah. Jake something is like, he, he's another guy <clears throat> who's like, he's ready. I think oh, he's pretty yes. close. Yeah. More pretty than, not, if not ready. Um, so and to see the stuff that he's done in like aaw um just traveling around constantly um making it to impact mm-hmm. kind of starting to get his feet wet at impact yeah and kind of establish himself in that um environment and to see him at journey pro and to have met him and talk to him a little bit and stuff the dude's awesome So. I've-
0: I have I have said multiple occasions, uh, Jake Something versus Moonshine is, is my absolute favorite Journey Pro match.
1: <laughs> that, you and I kind of share that affinity yeah. for wrestling matches where it's just big dudes being yeah, big dudes. I, 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 don't me wrong.
0: <laughs> I love comedic matches. I love flippy shit. I love all sorts of stuff. But at the end of the day, when you just put two just big monsters in the ring, just the way that the ring just, shakes every time they slam each other Mm -hmm. you know the the crowd went just got extra hyped for that match and then they go outside the ring and are just whipping each other into chairs and posts and shit like that match was nuts and it just don't get
1: me wrong i'm not as big as jake something but i am still a larger than average guy um he's got it down in terms of like how you kind of want to perform as a big man where everything he does feels impactful Mm -hmm. and feels so meaningful Mm -hmm. and yet deliberate. Like his goal is to show up, wreck shit, win his matches and And go home. Like he does that in his Mm -hmm. in the way he wrestles and the like how he performs. That's kind of how it comes across and he nails it. I think he's awesome. I said that already, but yeah, you know, he's on my honorable mention for rising stars and uh, guys to watch out for in 21.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um, So with that, we will, we will kind of step away from the Indies for a little bit. This was a funny category that I, I just think, you know, we don't talk enough WWE on here, apparently for some folks. So uh, this <laughs> was, the, who are they? Right. we <laughs> had WWE a couple who, um, but, uh, this was one of the categories that, that was suggested was WWE brand of the year. Since they have like, Oh, we're doing know, specifically
1: brands. WWE brands.
0: Yeah. I, I, well, oh. I figured, I figured that would narrow it down a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. but yeah, my thought was just WWE brand of the year. Cause they're, you know, and when I say brand, we're talking like Raw's a brand, SmackDown's a brand, NXT yeah. brand, uh, main event, uh, you know,
2: no, no lie, main event brand of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight is the night. (laughs)
1: Hey, dude! Especially as a wrestler, main event sometimes has good matches to study. Like, and and you kind of see, oh man, like I forgot how good this talent is. So yeah, yeah. There's not like only. Main event sometimes has some bangers on it.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. like you get to see some pretty good people wrestle on main events, (laughs) like the people who don't usually get the camera time.
0: And they they tend to be some of the best matches because of the ones that Vince isn't paying attention to so True. it's like just go out there and be you know fill up time or something come to think of it
2: <laughs> yeah man I saw Kofi Kingston on a main event back in the day <laughs> this is wild thinking about stuff like that it was it was Kofi Kingston versus uh, uh, somebody I can't remember but it was amazing and it was once again it's just don't expect to see shit like that so mm-hmm. yeah
0: I feel like I'm trying to remember when we went to the raw. Back in October 2014, there was there was a main event. Was it was it Ty Dillinger that wrestled or was it like Chad Gable? Somebody somebody super popular had wrestled as part of main event right at the beginning. That and Fandango, I think, wrestled like during a main event match. they like weren't being yeah, but weren't being featured on TV. So that was like my favorite part of Main Event. I was like, Oh yeah, I haven't seen him forever. Yeah. So
2: but we should move uh, along okay, since we're so. no running long just like uh Dallas called it. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
2: (laughs) we've still got like 23 categories to go so strap in folks that's
1: a bit of an exaggeration but we are going to go with our uh brand of the year
0: yeah i don't think this one needs multiple categories and and so Mm. we'll just kind of politely i don't think there's any way you can argue it's not nxt but yeah i think there is okay in the wwe
1: umbrella because i mean i have smackdown in terms of wwe's brand of the year um because smackdown has been like consistent especially at the latter end of the year at the towards the end of the year the last few months maybe even the last half i don't know uh smackdown was consistently doing better than raw i agree and i don't i don't know if the ratings exactly reflected that i know there have been some time there have been a number of weeks where smackdown actually did do better than raw in the ratings but ratings aren't everything anymore brother yeah um so well,
0: it's just that Fox money. That's where I know in terms to... of
1: quality too. um, You've had Roman, um, Bailey, Sasha, the fiend. Like mm-hmm. there's been a lot of good stuff on SmackDown this year.
2: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, like SmackDown has been killing it. I think it was because it was on Fox that they had to like really up their game yeah. on it. Uh, <laughs> and it seems like it was more, yeah, the storylines were a little better. I mean, hell, they made Roman Reigns over. They put Roman Reigns over, like, by turning him heel
0: on SmackDown.
2: You know, like I don't think that could have happened uh, on Raw.
0: You know, I I would. Uh, I mean, you guys are right. Uh, the only argument I'm going to have for for NXT, for as little as, of it as I watched, is, is somebody we didn't mention in our rising stars, but NXT did have like the the brightest rising star uh, in Pat McAfee wrestling for them so i mean oh that's true i've got him on
2: my list but it's it's not (laughs) under that
0: pat yeah
1: like yeah pat mcafee deserves a shout out for 2020 like in terms of you know um outside of wrestling athletic star type role to cross over Mm -hmm. and then have an actual
0: match he might be the best Question yeah, I think mark? I think he surpassed Stephen Amell. I think Stephen Amell was Stephen the Amell came closest. Yeah, yeah. And well, I, 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 do I think mean, he, I don't he, think I don't know if because like Kurt,
1: I don't think Kurt qualifies in that because Kurt was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know, he was an Olympian. Um so was Bronda became like a full time regular mm-hmm. rest part of the show. Um, kinda, mm-hmm. you know, she was Raw Women's Champion. She had a really good WrestleMania debut. Uh, so like, but I don't know something. It's something different about McAfee. You know what I mean? Well, I was going to say, I think McAfee draws more comparison to like Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. And comparing like those two, not even close. Yeah. Lawrence Taylor
2: could not (laughs) hold a can. It's
1: Pat McAfee, right? Uh Like by far. And then his promos dude goes up there for probably one of the best promo guys of the year, Mm -hmm. probably, which is crazy because, you know, again, not a wrestler. So <laughs> he had a really good year. Shotzi, you know, Shotzi definitely ups NXT's positioning. Yeah. NXT absolutely. comes in a close second for me. Yeah. There in you terms go. of WWE. I, I but
2: Yeah.
1: I will. Yeah. I'll let you finish. I was well, going to say, I'm going
0: to go back. a McMurray that, moment that, here. That, right. I'm mean, have I mean, no, I, I was gonna say if you're talking about like NFL players turned wrestler, like you basically you have what Kevin Green, Mongo, <laughs> and Goldberg. And while while Pat McAfee doesn't have like the career that Goldberg had, he 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 he's capable of doing a lot more in the well Yeah. He's yeah. capable I mean, of
1: putting on better matches. Better quality match
0: longer matches. Longer lasting matches Longer lasting matches too. Well, hey, sometimes
1: I will say this: sometimes a longer match doesn't mean a better match. This is true. This is true. But Especially when it's a like, Goldberg
0: match. <laughs> I'm sure. people
1: I'm sure there's people who would much rather wrestle Pat McAfee than Goldberg. Don't get me wrong. It's that's 2020. Goldberg's 50 something. You know, Goldberg's hmm. kind of old. But
0: I, I mean, I'm, he could still spear us through a brick wall. I think this is true. This is true. Don't I would, get me wrong. I I'm not. still not gonna. I'm not. I'm not here to right. anger Goldberg. That's nah, for sure. Right? Yeah,
1: Yeah, yeah so nxt is your brand of the year there michael
0: for for me i think so i i okay. didn't i didn't pay attention to raw or smackdown at all this year and i you know i knew about roman's heel turn and i know everybody's loving that and then the sasha and bailey stuff you know i casually heard about but i i yeah. i don't don't watch enough the main fiend, event you know being main, main in the ring. <laughs> yeah so kev who do you got
2: I got NXT as well, man. Um, NXT was fantastic this year. I liked that they were staying uh, like on competition with AEW, so where like if AEW had a special event, NXT had a special event. You know they had Halloween Havoc. Uh, you know they've had tournaments and stuff like that to kind of keep up. And I like the competition again. It's most reminiscent. It's the closest we're going to get to the Monday Night Wars ever again. And but it's even more. It's not even close. Said, <laughs> it's the closest. I said the closest to me, but it's right. it's more. It's the Monday Night Wars, but you care about both of them. You know, it's like it's more of like a it's more of like a Wednesday night. Hell yeah, there's so much wrestling to watch. You know, like to me. Well, you know what they say.
1: You can't have winners without losers. Yeah,
2: but I I really like NXT. But SmackDown to me is like, like you said, it's a close second because of the fact they've they've really had some great storylines with some great wrestlers this year, and they've taken more risks than Raw. Raw's really been. They've had great matches, too. Yeah, they have.
1: SmackDown is kind of almost. Uh, reverted back to that kind of SmackDown six early mm-hmm. 2000s style of SmackDown where they are the wrestling show. Yeah. Uh, not not as much as they were back then, but like they have their moments, you know, mm-hmm. and there's some pretty good SmackDown matches yeah. here big and there. E becoming the, big, uh, e, big E Big is yeah. a big SmackDown thing this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I got to tell you guys, I did not know we were sticking specifically to WWE. Um, and if we aren't, they're not my brand of the year.
0: Okay. I'll let you throw it out. I hadn't really looked at any. I
1: I, I know that. Yeah. I didn't know we were doing just WWE because I think there's one brand that does better than every WWE brand and every other brand for the entire year. Oh yeah. Uh, I think it's ring of honor. I think (laughs) ring of honor was the promotion of the year. And Mm -hmm. I think it's like a pretty clear cut and dry decision too, because not only because like there were a lot of considerations in it to me and like, How long, like, don't get me wrong. The pandemic matters in a way because not everybody ran a whole lot in 2020. Not everybody produced a whole lot of content because of the pandemic. So like that kind of also had a hand in it. But I think what really sets Ring of Honor apart from everybody else is the revival of the Pure Championship, Mm -hmm. the amazing tournament they put on, their presentation and how freaking spot on they nailed the presentation of pure wrestling of wrestlers, um, of wrestling as a sport, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just for me personally, in terms of my preferences, I will watch those matches and that tournament and tournaments like that. And that style and that presentation, I will watch that all day and I will never get tired of it. I enjoy it so much um and they also and not only did they do that but they carried that into the return of their weekly you know broadcast product and they've done some really strong stuff since that tournament too where they'll sprinkle in some more pure rules wrestling matches in there every once in a while and i know there's no crowd but they kind of used that to revert wrestling back to its roots and kind of reintroduce the fundamentals <clears throat> and establish rules, which is so important in mm-hmm. today's wrestling, I think. And yeah, that all that stuff to me puts them over any other brand, any other company, any other promotion for 2020.
2: Yeah. I mean you great point. Ring of Honor's
1: back, baby
2: and like taking care of the wrestlers too didn't they have uh yeah they They had a bubble bubble? they did
1: have a bubble they had multiple bubbles i think they (laughs) had procedures and they did everything the right way like even if you want to take out the quality of their product they presented this year you've got that they did that probably a step above almost anybody else i'm not Mm -hmm. saying nobody else did the right procedures and did the right things to take care of the boys and all that but Ring of Honor did a phenomenal job with it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's very true. That's very true. All right.
1: All right. I'll stop uh, taking up way too much time. We can, no, yeah, we we can move on to the next through. category.
0: We're going to go through This next one, I I, I wasn't the brainchild for this category, but I, I did kind of suggest we need to have uh, an honorable category here. So uh, what I want to do, this is one I, that's near and dear to my heart that I've created. The uh, Captain Midnight, uh, Captain of the Year Award, for best captain in wrestling. Uh, Lou Albano is no longer with us to accept this award. Uh, so uh, our captain of the year is of course, captain midnight, captain
2: midnight. Hey, congratulations, bud. Well, yeah, earned. Way to go,
0: Captain. Um, I he's... definitely hope we can have him on the show to, to present him his bruisey award. No, so he's got to give his captain. acceptance speech. Yeah.
1: He
2: found out early. The... He's already in Branson <laughs> celebrating. So, you know, we'll get him when he comes
0: back. Don't worry. A... We'll I'll tweet it's... at him plenty. It's a tough business being a yacht owner in the Midwest. That's so I give him credit <laughs> for doing that. I mean, there's, there's I only so many for he owns a yacht. There's only so many places he can. And he's take the founder of right. a club specifically
1: yeah. for Midwesterners with yachts.
0: Yeah. Surprisingly caught, called the Yacht Club. Mm-hmm. So Shout out to So, yes. Uh, so both a wrestling Captain stable Midnight and Guthrie. an actual yacht club. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know nobody nobody wears a romper quite like Captain Midnight. Oh boy, Uh, you know. But yes, that's he's definitely our our 2020 Captain of the Year. His Barry
2: Horowitz last year or in 2019 was (laughs) chef's kiss.
0: (laughs) He should pat himself (laughs) on the back for that. Uh, Next up, we have. I don't know how we're we're. I guess we're just gonna kind of do a pool here, but I, I liked this idea. Uh, heliest heels and baby baby faces. <laughs> so I guess this is, is, you know, celebrating the most dastardly of characters and also the, the most, uh, nightly of characters as well. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, man, Kevin, I'll let you go first. Cause I'm, uh, I'm...
2: Heliest heel Pat McAfee. That was my, that was <laughs> because like the dude could cut such a good promo and he made himself like they, like he purposely made himself the heel And it made, it kind of turned, it kind of turned undisputed era face in a way by all Mm -hmm. the stuff that like the feud that they've been having because of all the trash he's been talking, it kind of made Adam Cole, like the good guy somehow. And so like, you know, after war games recently, like, which once again, Pat McAfee wrestled like a fucking half hour, 45 minutes, like the dude was able to go and he like, he looked great, but also he's a heel motherfucker. And, and even afterwards, like the day after he even sold like a neck injury on his actual podcast, which he didn't need to do, but he did it anyway. Right. And that was was so gold.
1: Yeah. It was good. Those little instances of going above and beyond and doing those little things that just, oh, it's a chef's kiss. It's so good.
0: (laughs) So yeah, that's my, I don't know what it is about. Yeah, I don't know what it is about the neck brace in wrestling, but it's, it's, it's so the guy after the match good. having the neck brace. Kaufman's is been just selling it, fucking, yeah, since the 80s. Yeah, it's just perfect. It's it's the absolute best. Mike, who's your so, heeliest heel of 2020? My heeliest heel? I mean, I think it has to be Randy Orton. He lit a dude on fire. <laughs> he did. Like, who – I mean, short of just shooting somebody, uh, you know, I mean, I, I – Realistically, it's probably like MJF because he just never turns it off. But he's such a piece of shit that I don't want to give him the award. So, uh, damn, that's that's good heel work. Right? He's he's so heelish. He just he's it's off the scale. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I I think I think it has to be Randy Orton for me again. Just he set a dude on fire. Like, oh man, that's so funny.
1: Oh man. Yeah. I kind of had, I had either, either I honestly, I was going to see what you guys picked because then I was going to go with either Randy Orton or MJF. (laughs) Those (laughs) are MJF does do really good heel work, but I would put Randy Orton above MJF. And it's because, uh, the, and Mike, I'm surprised you, I'm well, not surprised, but, um, my reason for picking Randy Orton was less, of burning the fiend alive and more of the feud he had with edge at the first half of the year God, it feels uh, like so long ago was, but you're right i yeah. know right because we were watching the uh the rumble and we were watching rated rko get reunited and i looked at you guys and i went hey that's the thing that's what that's what it's gonna be <laughs> yeah and then sure enough next night he crushes edge's skull with a concerto with his mm. surgically repaired neck And then he RKO's his wife (laughs) on TV. Like, yeah. And the reason I put Randy above anybody else for heelist heel of 2020 is because anybody will tell you this, especially in wrestling. Christian Rose can uh, second this. Randy Orton's one of the best ever. And his his style, as well as his um, deliverance, his presence... Is so amplified and uh, almost perfected as a heel. His the like his ring work, his psychology, his promos, the little things he does in his matches, the way he looks at people, just mm, he hits every note. You know what I mean? Right. As a heel, and he's got yeah. He's my healest heel of twenty twenty.
0: I. You know, he, it's it's funny. Handedly. We've we talked about this before. Um, like, I have a hard time um, separating, appreciate appreciating, yeah, separating wrestlers from from their characters. Like, if, if a wrestler in real life is an asshole, I I don't care what they do in the ring. <laughs> and Randy Orton had a had a reputation up until 2020, yeah. and he even he acknowledged it, and he has admitted that that you know whether it was part of uh you know the speaking out. Um, and the, the pandemic and a combination of things like he even came out and said, like, you know, hey, I've I've done some shitty stuff before, but I have a better perspective now. Um, you know, like he was seeing human growth from him a lot, gave me the comfort to appreciate what he's doing in the ring, because I think it's mm-hmm. if you're a piece of shit, being a heel is not hard yeah. because you just you're just being a piece of shit in the ring and not caring or anything. But when you find out like it's a good human being who is actually able to do those heelish things, like, I think that's more of an art form. That's, that's why I appreciate GPA so much, you know, and and I've grown to appreciate Randy Orton a lot more. And I, Mm. I feel comfortable acknowledging his heel character because he's a decent human being who is being a piece of shit on TV. And I think that's, that's a cool thing. Even, even MJF, as little of his, human side gets out there you know few people have have acknowledged like he's he's a decent human being so you know he just i wouldn't never let you see it yeah he yeah. he just rarely ever lets anybody see it he's As,
1: from an outsider looking in you know i've met people that know him well and but i've never met him i've never yeah, spoken right. to him and i don't know i don't know nothing so from an outsider looking in it just it seems like yeah he keeps it he keeps it kayfabe
0: right 100% yeah 100 so so he's he's a little it's a little harder because I'm not a hundred percent sure,
1: but like but Randy that Arden, deserves its credit too.
0: Oh yeah, tr- tr- especially, yeah. especially the Andy Collins, yeah, always yeah. in you character. Can live the gimmick, go for it. It's you just take the the good and the bad with that. So mm-hmm. yeah,
1: um. So like naturally, that. if we're going to acknowledge the heaviest heel, uh, we definitely need to recognize the babyest baby faces of 2020. So who mm-hmm. you got, gentlemen?
0: Um, I'll start. I'm gonna steal this one. Uh. I, for me, it has to be Shotzi Blackheart, like uh, Shotzi, <laughs> everywhere Shotzi goes. I, I mean, I'm sure she's been a heel at some point in her career, but I've never seen it. And everywhere she goes, that. she, I, she's just, you, how can you not love Shotzi Blackheart? Like I, I just don't. She, I think you
1: like many people, but you specifically, because of your uh, appreciation for women's wrestling, as well as journey pro, as well as, you know, a myriad of other things. You know, you have you especially have a very strong affinity for Shotzi Blackheart, it as is anybody that saw her run at Journey Pro. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh
1: so yeah, it it doesn't surprise me that you would uh yeah. you would pick Shotzi Blackheart for babiest baby of the year.
0: Yeah, I mean we were baby we this baby close to, baby we were maybe we face the uh the tank at Journey Pro. It yeah. just bums me out we didn't get the tank. I know. She got signed just so right at the right time. We did not get the tank, but she got the tank on NXT, so that's that's awesome. But I mean, yeah, like I, I think about the uh, the the tag match she had with uh, uh, God was that the – no, I mean that would have been last year. I was thinking the, the match she had with Laney Luck against uh, Marty Bell, and uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name. Right Brooke now. Valentine. Brooke Valentine, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, and Captain Midnight kind of causing grief in the ring. Uh I mean Didn't Shotzi kick him in the balls. She did. <laughs> yeah. She chased him around the ring, and then he got oh, in yeah. and he got back in, and then she just yeah, kicked him straight in the balls. That's what he gets for oh, calling yeah. her Shotsky in the show before. <laughs> right. because my, my wife taped her taped, she recorded that with her phone, and then after the match, we went to the merch area and because I think we had tweeted it out during the show, and she got to show Shotzi all these videos that she had recorded and Shotzi got all excited and, and was like, yeah, please tweet those out. That's going to be great. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was it was really cool to, like, have that moment with Shotzi. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I will always have an appreciation for for people that are and, – and you talk about good people in the business. Like, I don't know anybody that has a bad thing to say about Shotzi Blackheart. So, uh, yeah, I mean, she has to be. She's – to me, she's in that, like, Ricky Steamboat territory, but I know she's going to have a heel turn at some point, and it's going to suck. Mm-hmm. but uh i will have my i will my heart will well, be broken not at that very moment. optimistic no it's, it's gonna be gut-wrenching <laughs> suck it it's gonna be it's she's she's amazing and i mean it's could, going could, to
1: hurt could, for you to hurt
0: yes and that's to not suck uh, as in quality suck as in disappointment <laughs> sadness i know what you, what
1: you know mean. i know what, you mean. Kev, <laughs> what about you who's your babiest baby face
2: it's i you know it's someone i don't think could ever turn heel or at least get a crowd to boo him And it's Gary J. Gary J. Like, I've never seen a crowd not get extremely excited when he, when his fucking music kicks off. Like, claps, you know, everything. Everyone's clapping along with the song. Everyone's super hyped to see him. But again, I mean, I'm just living in the Midwest, so maybe fuck me. Very over. But yeah, dude, I've never seen him as a heel. I think, like, way, way back in the Metro Pro days, I think, what wasn't he, like, Lucha Redneck or was that Jeremy Wyatt? somebody was in a Lucha mask with a fucking
1: like, I don't know, dude, I feel like Wyatt did a lot of stuff in masks when he felt like it. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So it was one of the, but like he, like I've never seen him really in a heel gimmick. And so it's just like, I've Mm. always seen Gary J as a baby face and someone who's always been loved. And especially since he's such a big vet in the company, like in the, in the wrestling world. Like, I mean, once again, he's one of those people you see, you know, people like wrestlers all over tweeting about him and stuff like that, you know, having Mm -hmm. good things to say. Yeah. Except they're always like, God damn it, Gary, don't kill yourself.
1: I know. I literally, even if I know he like, even if I know what his match is going into the show or, uh, you know, kind of like where, what they're going for and kind of like what the story is or whatever it doesn't matter what he's doing. I'm always worried. Like, all right, what crazy shit is Gary doing tonight? (laughs) Like, it doesn't matter what he did the night before. It doesn't matter how he feels about any shows he's had the weekend or any shows he's going to have later in the weekend. It's like, you all, you always know that Gary's going to do some crazy shit and, uh, he's going to use his body as collateral and, uh, give the folks a good show. (laughs) Uh, And you always get that entrance. Uh, the stiff robo ginger, uh, Uh, joker and the thief Mm -hmm, entrance mm -hmm. and uh yeah that's a good pick
2: yeah thanks
1: well uh for my pick i kind of was a prisoner of the moment a little bit and uh i just i thought about 2020 specifically and what kind of uh i don't know what i kind of was thinking of uh somebody that like kind of was a uh, reliable kind of stabilizing uh, constant throughout the year. Um, and I thought about the year in, in, in its entirety, you know, from January to December. And I was like, man, who could I pick as the baby's baby? And it's hard. Cause I was like, well, do I pick the most over baby face I've seen all year? Because a lot of places have been running without crowds. So you don't really know. Right. Um, but it was because of the unique situation that was 2020 that I picked for my baby's baby face, uh, Drew McIntyre. And I picked Drew because, you know, good. when your year starts as well as his did and it quickly turns as bad as it did, uh, not because it was him specifically, but just oh, this, you know, COVID hitting and all the situation surrounding that, uh, for him to still, you know, do all that was asked of him for him to still do every little thing to the best of his abilities for him to even uh, do that stupid little (laughs) wrestling match and promo (laughs) segment with the quote unquote year 2020 that looked like a giant snot monster. (laughs) Like think about the kind of guy that has to do that kind of stuff. And for him to kind of be what you what especially a place like WWE once from their top guy their you know yeah. their WWE champion and uh in terms of wrestling the year that he had as WWE champion and some of the matches he had the feuds he had he kind of represented that role for them um and it was very apparent it was very obvious it was very clear yeah. uh the faith that they had in him even under these circumstances and how he just tried to take everything that was given to him and do the best that he possibly could with it. And, you know, it was kind of, in a way, it's what they kind of asked Cena to do at the beginning of his infamous, you know, what some people look at as the reign of terror. When he, when they realized that he had what it took to be a top guy and to be that mainstay and to be the constant of their company, uh, you know, in and out of the sphere of, you know, wrestling matches and doing the angles. Uh, When it came to the other stuff, they could also rely on him for that. So for for all of that those reasons uh, encompassed henceforth I have named Drew McIntyre my
0: babyest baby face of 2020. No, That's I think it's a, very it a solid hole. pick. Yeah. And I, I mean you're right. Like they I was going to say they they the company trusted him kind of when they moved over Roman Reigns to heal that that, that was a huge Well, he was gone. Hole
1: to fill. You know, there was a big Roman Reigns sized hole in their product. While he was gone, and even even when Drew was kind of running the show, because uh, for a little while there after Mania, it was like, okay, now what? And it sure. looked it was it was just a really weird adjustment period that not a lot of people had faith in you know what was going on because they didn't know they didn't know right. what was a good sign of you know things going well or things going bad. Um, and when he came back, obviously he was in a different role. So Drew kind of in a sense stepped in and filled that hole, and you know that's good on him because he did it and he did it well, especially under the
0: hellish circumstances. Yeah, good it's call. Good. I, yeah. I agree with that. I mean, but moving on, he was Michael. he was trusted to wrestle an entire year. So this is true. Comp- company has to have faith in you to 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 you know shoulder the burden to do that. So right, yeah, absolutely. Um. All right. So I think. Now we're going to get into like the, the serious topics and we're going to try to burn through them. Cause we're already like an hour and a half into this. I know. Um, yeah. uh, so basically we'll, we'll start off with, uh, tag teams of the year. Um, uh, Kevin, I'll let you start. I'm going to say, I mean, the one that, uh,
2: got my attention the most this year, oh, on, my list left. <laughs> uh, I was going to say the regal twins, man. I mean, ne- despite them not really being a full tag team this year, like the, the impact they made, you know, for new Japan and what they've been doing. Like, I think they're, you know, like what, what Dallas said earlier, they're going to blow up this year, like in 2021, like they're going to be huge, uh, as it, and they're going to be long lasting. I mean, they're, they're young. As long as they stay healthy, they're going to be great. Uh, definitely topic.
0: Dallas, who you got?
1: Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, in terms of Kevin, uh, and his pick. Yeah, I mean, the Regals definitely deserve their props for the year they had, even, you know, under the weirdness that it was. Um, They're representing KC well on a Mm -hmm. very large stage, so Mm -hmm. you can't you can't hate that, (laughs) Um, especially, you know, us being three KC boys. Mm -hmm. Um, My tag team of the year is like I have I know that we were naming a few because we didn't Mm -hmm. know what we were doing a top pick for and what we were doing, you know, a few picks for just to get some uh, honorable mentions out there. Um, I have top flight number one, That's because in terms pick. of, don't get me wrong. There could have been teams that had better matches. There probably was, I don't know. Um, it, it, you know, to each their own, but uh, in terms of having the biggest year of their careers, top flight did it by far. Um, in their young careers yeah, too, 19, and, in and their, and exactly. They're young. Um, they were just, just, you know, it was almost like everyone on the Indies knew how good airwolf, especially is mm-hmm. and how young he is. Um, and to see him and his brother team up and kind of just explode onto the scene mm-hmm. and then take that momentum and carry it into AEW where they got signed. Just you, you can't not appreciate that. You know what I mean? They had a phenomenal year. I think they would tell you that. I think their peers would tell you that. Um, and I think a lot of fans probably would say the same. Um, but in terms of other tag teams of the year that I think you could easily pick uh, new day, because I told you guys after I watched uh, some of TLC, I caught the match that they had against uh, the Hurt Business. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I forget all the time how good they, how good of a tag team they are. Mm-hmm. Any combination of the three of them. And they just put on a great tag team match in their sleep. Mm-hmm. And it it just what no matter how invested or uninvested you are at the start of the match, by the end of the match you're like, damn, that was awesome. You just have fun, whether it's Biggie and Kofi at the beginning of the year because they were missing Woods, he was hurt. Woods came back and then they pulled Biggie away from him, and then Woods had to you know step back in really quickly. um He did it and he did it very well. Like, psh, new day, man. I know it's a boring and a safe pick, especially now, but especially in the past, like five six years it's been them dude they mm-hmm. have been like one of the best tag teams out there um
0: for me yeah i didn't get to see them a lot in 2020 obviously because i moved but um you know one of my my absolute favorite tag teams uh in dallas was uh larger than life with ryan remington mm-hmm. and uh tommy becker and then jamie Aller uh you know was running as their manager and and uh I hope to have Jamie on at some point. He, they, he's recently stepped away from, from wrestling. So I'm hoping to get him on and, and talk about his experiences because he's one of my absolute favorite people on the planet. Um, But yeah, like, I just, I think especially they could have been in the rising stars category, but I think individually they're fun to watch, but together as a tag team, they're just, they're so good. I mean, I know that's, that's kind of their, their their thing is so good but they really are so good i, I love love them <laughs> um i i desperately want to have them wrestle up here at some point i think it's in front of the journey pro crowd they would just they'd kill it they would be so good um you know ryan's uh uh birds aren't real but wrestling is real shirt is is taking off all of a sudden um i love that shirt it's a dumb shirt but i love that shirt uh Hey, dumb shirts are sometimes dumb shirts great, are good shirts. Yeah. Shirts. It's yeah. it's great. And we, you know, I, I bought one for my wife because she saw it and she's like, I have to have that. Uh I bought one for, for the pod mother gat. Uh, and that's kind of where it blew up. It's like some of her her followers saw it and and decided they have to get it. So you want to cool. you want a good dumb wrestling shirt, go get Ryan Remington's uh <laughs> birds aren't real, but wrestling is real t-shirt. Uh and then <clears throat> You know, I didn't watch a lot of WWE this year, but what I did get to watch a lot of uh, was the Street Profits. Like, yeah. I think they kind of stepped into that Uso's role because, the, you know, both, the, you know, like you said, the New Day kind of sort of split up, taking Biggie out of the equation. Um, the Uso's, you know, I think is it Jimmy, was Jimmy the one that was kind of doing the solo run because Jay has been having the...
1: I think Jay is the, the one, like, in terms of the stuff with Roman, yeah. I think it's been Jay. Is Jay
0: okay? See, I haven't been watching, so it's not, One not a them is Uso's either hurt confused. or I just, something's going on. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think he's been rehabbed because remember, he had another DUI like late 2019. Oh, or was it early? 2019? I, don't, I don't know nothing about that. Um, he's had some, I think he's had some personal issues, so he's been kind of taking a step aside. But the street profits have kind of stepped into that, Uso's role as being the, the, the fun loving, popular, uh, energetic tag team and, uh, yeah I yeah they've been really good yeah
1: yeah so those I are agree.
0: those are those are my two i I don't have a lot of honorable mentions i don't think Do you guys mm.
1: yeah i think that covers it kev what okay. were, not to get distracted but kev what were you doing there bud
2: i got i think i gotta throw my dogs out real quick there's they won't stop barking so i've been muted this whole time <laughs> uh, okay um, so you guys continue with your stuff i'm gonna just walk away real quick but i will be right back <laughs> Because video, eat. yeah,
1: video. The people who saw the video, they just saw him like take the headphones off and <laughs> like Because
2: I'm trying to figure out where the is coming like, from. Like what? Yeah, yeah. I'll be no, back, um, but you guys continue. Okay, yeah. I'll be okay. Yeah. So we're I'll, gonna
1: segue into. Uh, the, I think we have category. like two more, and they're pretty big. So yeah, we'll try to give you some time, Kev. <laughs> even though we're running long, so yeah. <laughs> we're uh, just gonna so, do our thing.
0: <laughs> so we'll we'll throw our choices out. Hopefully, he'll be back by the time he can can give his. So what are we doing next, there, Mike? Uh I think you know, everybody tries to end on wrestler of the year, but I don't I don't think that's, that's we're we're different. We're gonna do something unique. So I think the next I'm one
1: different yeah, I'm yeah different. is
0: gonna be uh wrestlers of the year. Okay. So I th- I think 2020 was a weird year for everybody. Yeah. It was especially yeah. a weird year for wrestling because so many so many indie promotions, you know, tried to start up but couldn't because of local laws. Others had lax local laws so they could just run shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some just didn't give a shit and were are just running shows anyways. Um, and with no masks and restrictions or anything going on with wrestlers or the crowd, mm-hmm. uh, which are super, it's super weird watching videos like that, knowing they took place this year and like nobody's in the crowd is wearing a mask. Like I just, uh, no, 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 no. So, um, you know, we, we did see some wrestlers just the circumstances being what they were and the, and the downtime, they stepped away for a little bit. Uh, we saw other wrestlers just take any gig they could get and get their name out there and, and uh, hopefully safely, but like, you know, tried to kind of thrived a little bit uh, even if they weren't on TV. So I think, I think every wrestler needs to be, acknowledged appreciated for for how crazy this year was and if, if especially if you know if the ones that didn't step away they're still doing it because that's a source of income a big source of income that's just up and disappeared so mm. I don't blame anyone that stepped away from it you got to do what you got to do but the ones that, that have stuck it through like I'm I'm I know I'm appreciative of it so that's I tip my cap to every everybody out there that's that's dealt with 2020 in in can still come out of it and still be doing their thing. So um,
1: with all the weirdness of 2020, who are <laughs> the, the best wrestlers of the year? I don't know if this, I don't know if this is a best wrestler or if this is just,
0: yeah, I, I don't, don't know, I yeah. don't think it's good. It's going to be.
1: Cause it's, it's really it's, hard to determine who the yeah. best wrestler is in a year with so little wrestling.
0: Right. I, I think for me, it's just the, the wrestlers that have the greatest impact for me. Uh, you know, on it just, Kind of overall. I hear you. Um, so, and again, I mean, it's it's kind of it's weird how the everything kind of got balanced out between you know your WWE stars and your AEW stars and indie wrestlers. It's like the playing field was leveled because everybody was kind of limited in their was own it? way. So I feel like I mean, not a hundred percent, but I feel like you know. I don't know what you
1: think with the way I approach this. Um, and don't get me wrong. A lot of this is preference, um, but some of my, Oh, wow. All right. Kev's back. Sweet. Um, welcome back, Kev. We have not even gotten to our picks for wrestler of the year yet. <laughs> no. We're still prefacing it. That so sounds about right. You made great time, buddy. <laughs> um, we're talking about how weird 2020 is and how weird it is to determine a wrestler of the year or whatever uh because you can't it's it's, you can't really pick the quote-unquote best wrestler of the year can you because it's it's just so weird and uh a a lot of it mike thought um this year presented a very unique year where um everybody was kind of on a level a more level playing field between wwe and AEW and the indies and japan places like that Mm -hmm. um I was about to what I was about to mention before you came back was that part of what went into my kind of uh, coming up with ideas for this was body of work Um, that kind of matters as you know one of a one of many factors I I would imagine, Um, and places like WWE and AEW have a a way stronger uh, advantage in that specific regard than places like you know the indies or japan where they kind of shut down for a little while and we're trying to figure out how to reassess things and how they can do things uh the proper way with everything going on um impact ran a lot still with the year um just doing crowdless shows every week and their pay-per-views and stuff like that uh ring of honor took a break for a little bit and reassessed and then started doing the same thing so um. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of that 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 was part of the consider of what I had in consideration. Yeah. Um. I don't know if that was the same for you or for Mike, but yeah, it's really weird this one.
0: S- sort of. I think you know. I'll I'll kind of follow back on that when we start talking about matches of the year. Um. But spoiler. <clears throat> yeah, spoilers. Uh, Kev, do you have you have your wrestlers of the year picked out? Uh, yeah. I mean, mine,
2: like the, I mean, the first one I can think of, uh, I would say Kurt Stallion, someone we haven't mentioned yet. Someone who yeah. just really, got, um, I mean, he just got signed to NXT, but I mean, he's been a staple in the indie scene, uh, for the last probably five, six years at least.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And the dude's amazing, but yeah, now he's like killing it in NXT and it's like no surprise. I mean, everyone NXT is big surprise, but I mean, you know, it's just, he's been killing it. And like said, after having one of his, uh, you know, an amazing match with Gary J earlier this year at anarchy gateway to anarchy, like it's no surprise. We knew he was going to get signed. It was just a matter of when, but I mean, the dude's awesome. He works well. I mean, he's a fantastic wrestler, West Texas, strong style. And he just keeps reinventing. I mean, like he just keeps getting better and better again. Like I've said this a lot about a lot of the wrestlers, but it's all about improving. And yeah, I think he's been one of the most improved
0: wrestlers this year. He was one of the few that, you know, that Kev, you and I were able to relate to because I got to see him wrestle in Texas. And then you mm-hmm. got to see him wrestle up here Yeah. Um. before I moved back. And then we both got to see him at a, you know, journey pro show. So. Um, and, and we were supposed to have him on the show. I know, we were supposed to have him as a guest and we I dropped the, the pan, fucking pandemic hit. And it was yeah. like, and then he got signed. It was like, son of a bitch. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> Lessons yeah, learned. It's great to see a good guy like him. Uh have that kind of success and be mm-hmm. able to make a great living with uh wrestling so yeah i'm happy for him so
0: dallas who do you got
1: oh man um well i know that uh mike you specifically thought like well um let's you know try to spread the love around we might have a a number of picks here and some yeah yeah it doesn't have to and be stuff like that top one. so i was trying i was i was trying to think man and i was like man um, I was trying to think of wrestlers that had the best year. I, you know, cause like, ugh, there's so many good wrestlers. There's so many amazing yeah. wrestlers. It's so yeah. hard to try to like put one as the best or whatever. I'll let places like the, uh, the PWR or whatever, the PWI 500 or whatever. I'll let them do that stuff. Like I, I'm just, you know, I'm just one of the wrestlers. So I'm just kind of like, whatever, Um, so yeah, I kind of just tried to think of who had like a really good year yeah, and kind of just let that kind of be, um, my biggest, I guess, indicator. Mm -hmm. Um, and in terms of that, you know, who had a big year, there's like, there's quite a few people you could think of. I mean. Um, Drew obviously had an amazing year, won the Royal Rumble, won the WWE championship in the main event of mania against Lesnar, held the title for a long time, um, won it back from Randy Orton at the end of the year. Uh, so he had a really good year. Bailey had a 400 plus day run as SmackDown women's champion, uh, was really kind of running the show for the women on SmackDown, especially, um, Sasha, she came back and she had a, you know, her, the stuff with her and Bailey, um, was one of the biggest storylines in WWE this year. Uh, she Mandalorian,
0: I would say she was a Mandalorian that So that, yeah,
1: that to me is like a pretty good reason to be, to, you know, have the biggest 2020 in all of wrestling. Um, and you know, cause I, I don't remember where it was coming from, but there was like talk of people being like, Oh, this means she's going to leave wrestling. She's going to try to go Hollywood or whatever. And yeah, I think she could, you know, like if she wanted to do that, do it good, you know, more wrestlers that break into the mainstream and, you know, some people are like, oh, she shouldn't do that. She's, you know, she's so good. And, you know, she, it'd be a tremendous loss for wrestling. Yeah, it would, but she got to make their money, you know, like, um, we, uh, we lot, you know, Charlotte was gone for a long while after her NXT title run. Um, so she was kind of out for a large chunk of the year. Uh, Becky, you know, had a real good front half and then she got pregnant. So she was gone for the entire second half of the year. Um, so Bailey and Sasha, you know, really ran the show for women, as did Asuka. Yeah, on I the raw say, side discount
2: Asuka and that.
1: I know she's like she's kind of like Drew but for the women in that she's kind of that underlying constant like don't get me wrong they were not giving her the most exciting things to do this year um but even with that she did things that made her shine you mm-hmm. know from I remember people talking about her on commentary and how hilarious and entertaining she was on commentary this year um you know backstage segments her winning the title um her having you know just good matches good matches good matches being that <laughs> constant for the women this year yeah um despite you know maybe not having the most exciting stuff to do um you know even though he was gone for a large chunk of the year because of covid and everything roman came back and that impact was immediately felt and it was palpable the change that he brought to the tone of SmackDown, his heel turn <laughs> has been, you know, everyone knows how good it's been. he yeah. keeps talking about it. It's, uh, so good. it's been a huge talking point, not only because of the fact that it happened, but because of how good it's been. And uh, the reason it's been so intriguing to me is because of the amount of interest he has garnered with this new uh take on himself and his character and his presence and you know there's so many questions surrounding him now Mm -hmm. like why is he aligned with paul Heyman? what brought him to the dark side like um where did this change come from what's his motivation like there's questions and these are questions that you like you need to have about these characters because then over time you can answer those questions and that's where the great stories come in Mm -hmm. um so, yeah, I guess all those people yeah. you can leave in the running for wrestlers of the year. Of um If I had to pick one to, like, put at the top of the mountain, uh, I mean, uh, I'd have a hard time not picking someone like Drew or um I guess, yeah, Drew. Drew's been a constant the whole year, and that matters. That matters a lot. I know I said it already when I was talking about the babiest baby, but man, it it means a lot more than I think most fans understand or kind of want to understand. That for the reality is for a place like WWE especially, more than anywhere, there's a lot more stuff that matters than just the wrestling. Mm-hmm. So for him to perform on all those levels as well as you know, being a wrestler and being their top guy. It, it goes a long way and it means it says a lot, you know? So uh I think that might have to make him uh wrestler of the year, at least contender.
0: There
2: you go. Nice. Um yeah, Sorry
1: to ramble there for so long. No, <laughs> no,
0: no. No, no we understand because well, you,
2: it seems like you want to, You're really you don't want to insult anybody. You don't want to take anything away from anyone, which is understandable. I think this is just meant to be our favorites,
1: and and it's so weird to articulate it because I come from a different perspective at it. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not, like I'm not just coming at it from a fan's perspective where I'm like, oh, this is my wrestler of the year. Like I, you know, I.
0: Well, there, well there went mine. Um, I get it. (laughs)
1: Like I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but. And I don't mean to, I'm going to sound like a pompous douchebag when I say this, but (laughs) as you know, there, I have a different understanding of wrestling. I don't want to say Mm -hmm. I have a better understanding of it or a deeper one, because obviously wrestlers who have way more tenure than me have a better understanding wrestlers who are better than me and have a better education than me. They have a better understanding. So I just have a different understanding than wrestling fans, you know, Mm -hmm. and I don't approach things from a, oh, this is match of the year or this guy's the best wrestler in the world this year or whatever. You know, I kind of just approach it from a different perspective. So even for me, it's hard to articulate that. So I kind of ramble like I just did for the second time in a row. <laughs> yeah, I
2: was <laughs> you know, Mike, uh,
0: I think for, for, you know, I was talking about leveling the playing field. It, it's granted it is not one to one but if you think about if you think about like WrestleMania this year WrestleMania didn't have the pomp and circumstance that it normally does yeah. it was in the performance center in front of no crowd um WrestleMania didn't look any different than any ring of honor show or or impact show or even some of the other WWE shows at the time so like that's true you know granted WWE was able to throw some money at their problem later in the year with their you know uh, the Thunderdome. Thunderdome setup and, and things and all like that. that. Stuff. But, yeah.
1: but there wasn't a lot of bells and whistles to kind of uh, make a good co- match a great match.
0: Right, right. Like Which is what a
1: crowd does sometimes, yeah.
0: People that were were watching WWE the same way, they were watching AEW the same way, they were watching all the other shows. It, it's, it's like they all had similar presentations, so you mm-hmm. just kind of – That's a good point. WWE, WWE couldn't mask their um, – inadequacies with production value, which I think they've done in the past
1: or with a large crowd
0: or with a large crowd, you know? So <laughs> that being said, you know, I obviously WWE and AEW get more exposure. So they're, they're their wrestlers are going to have more work time. Um, you know, I would argue that uh, Jeremy Wyatt and Freddie a 60 plus minutes. There's probably some wrestlers who didn't even wrestle 60 minutes this entire year. Good and point. those two did it in one. I'm going to
1: apologize to both of them right now for not including them.
0: <laughs> well, they're going to, That's gonna just get disrespectful. They're going to get theirs in the next segment, but I, I did want to point out like, you know, I think what they wrestled as much or more in one night than some people did all year. Um, and, right. and they right. continue oh, to do me. some work. <clears throat> so, you know, I, I certainly want to give them theirs and they'll, they'll get it in the, the next segment. Um, you know, one of the people I, I, I think we have to give a shout out to is Cody Rhodes. AEW had a weird year because this was their first full calendar year as a show and as a brand. Um, to have the pandemic hit them right at the beginning is, could have been crippling. And, and I mean, they, they adjusted, I think, faster than WWE did. WWE kind of had to play catch up to what AEW was doing. And then you know, AEW trying to build this brand, they had all these debuts and stuff in front of no crowd in front of, you know, I mean, Bro- Brody Lee debuted in an empty arena. Matt Hardy debuted in an empty arena. Like FTR. these are things that in front of a crowd would have been headline grabbing and FTR, would have, yeah. yeah. FTR the same way. Um, so I, I give it to Cody because I say he, he kind of, you know, Kenny and Moxley obviously Mox was champ all year. Um Kenny was kind of his character arc was up and coming to overthrow Mox. But I think Cody was the one that was the constant throughout that show. He had that open challenge going for a while where you know, we got to see Warhorse on AEW TV. Um you know, who I as somebody I would consider has had a, you know, pretty good year for for you know, still being for what it was and for him still being champ, same as Jeremy Wyatt, who's still the gateway uh, heritage champ. But, you know, Cody, you know, I, I think he was the constant um, throughout every episode of AEW. It's just when he comes to the ring, it's, it's a big deal. And I, he gives some gravity to that show. Like, for all the zaniness and stuff that goes on around them that, that sometimes I love sometimes it's too over the top, but Cody, Cody is a constant. And, and even recently with, with Brody Lee's passing and, and Cody's kind of the, he's, he's the captain of the ship. Like, you know, I think for where, where AEW goes, Cody is, is leading them there. There are other people in bigger roles, but Cody is the one that's, that's taken them there. So I think for AEW to survive and thrive, through this pandemic, you know, I think Cody should get a lot of credit for that. Um, you know, and and uh so I give a lot I'm lumping everybody from AEW in with Cody basically. Okay. Um you know, but I think for for me for Wrestler of the Year, and we talked about this before we started recording, like I I think for me it's Shotzi. Like I know we we've already talked about her a lot, but if you think about NXT was in this weird adjustment period, and then she showed up, and I feel like she's just taken over that that whole show. I mean, granted the, the the women don't get as much emphasis as the men do on NXT, but like whatever shots he's doing, it's important, you know. She gets her tank entrance, like it's a big deal. They Halloween Havoc, she was the host, mm-hmm. you know, like they they see. That she can be the the figurehead of of that show of that brand, like I, I think in her
1: first year in her yeah. first
0: year, you know, like I think that's in. I don't know a lot of people that have walked into NXT and had that big an impact. O- Asuka was pretty close, you know, and had her un, her long title run and. But I, I, there's something. There's. Um,
1: didn't Asuka like win her championship within the first like six months? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, she uh, then and held and then for over 500 days. Right. Okay, so then maybe um, that might that might eke that out a, a little, little bit. A little but bit, like but I, don't get think, me wrong, Shotzi's impact is um it is notable. It definitely should be have, recognized.
0: Right, but you have to also admit at at first there were some marketing marketability issues with Asuka because of English wasn't her native language. WWE didn't capitalize on on her fast enough. It took them a while to get Asuka ramped up. Whereas Shotzi shows up and it's just like I, I don't. She just she pops. Like she's, um, and and people gravitate towards that. And I think she, mm-hmm. there's there's some again. They made her a host of a of a show. Like you, there's that's an important role. So I I think what she did, and you know, like most recently at War Games, with her kind of being the spearhead for a team. Like you can see that WWE has trust and faith in her to carry the ball mm-hmm. and and for. Especially on the women's side, you know. Obviously, she may not be champ. You know that may go to a rear Ripley. You know, uh, uh, you know, or, or somebody else. But yeah but Shirai shots, or Eo. yeah, thank you. <laughs> you know um, the current NXT Women's yeah, Champion. I mean, you can tell how, how much but I. But I think that there's there's the champ, and then there's like the the, the person who's kind of running things. And I, I feel like in a weird way, shots is the champ
1: every, never the person running things. I think so. Okay,
0: I, I think I think there's times where how many times was John Cena like the main draw, but it wasn't he wasn't champ, and then they'd give him the belt back because he was the main draw. Like they they try to make it somebody else, but couldn't. Like WWE suffers from that all the damn time, um, you know. So I yeah, I think Shotzi, especially on the women's side, but I which I is interesting in
1: it, because I feel like they get a lot of flack, especially lately for playing as safe, but like in the past few years. But interesting. Yeah.
0: No, I I just I the sky's the limit with her, with what they want to do with her. As long as as long as they don't try to, if they just let Shotzi be Shotzi, and so far in NXT they have, like I say, is really if, good about that. Yeah, yeah, NXT's been good about that. I would be scared if she gets called up that Vince wants her to. I don't I don't know maybe Vince not, is, like Vince has a problem with I'm seeing
1: women of. that aren't like you know a typical right. mold, right. Uh, and I would not like to see her um, not be given an opportunity to be as big as she can be because of that.
0: Yeah, I I, I think she's got amazing potential, you know, in the, the, yes. in the, without having to. She's an awesome character that doesn't require. Herself. Yeah, and she's an awesome Absolutely. person. Mm-hmm. Um, I She doesn't. I'm gonna it's gonna be weird for me. She doesn't require sex appeal. That's not a main part of her character. Her character is like the zany. She's you just, had to go there, Mike. I know, right? She she's like Rob Zombie to me. She's like she's into like classic slasher flicks. Yeah, I'm sure and she'll appreciate that. Bill the
1: Ghost and <laughs> these,
2: <like laughs> old monsters.
0: Yeah, she's in like that's she's that, that that's her pop, brand. That's pop like, pop like her thing. Character. Yeah, that's her mm-hmm. thing. Um, you know, as and and that's what she gets to as long as she gets to accentuate that and be her herself the sky's the limit if they try to turn her into something she's not which is what scares me the most um it could get derailed pretty quickly but I I think they know they have something special with her so all that's to say I like I think when I think of NXT I think of Shotzi so um maybe not everybody is that way a lot of people would go undisputed era or you know Gargano in uh, Candace, but like for me, it's it's
1: a large crazy. portion of this year was Adam Cole's 400 plus day NXT Championship run, yeah. which is probably an all time championship run. But yeah.
0: Um, and with that, we will we will go into what will be our final category. uh
1: Does Kevin is- not get a Wrestler of the Year, Mike? Didn't Kevin already uh, give yeah, it? Did you?
0: Yeah, he said Kurt. Oh, you yeah, did say you guys- it was Kurt
1: Stallion. Yeah. That's right. I, I'm trying sorry. To throw me off again. sorry, we just, we, we took so long. To
0: it's, know, it's, it's only been four days ago that we started this episode. No so, yeah, I know. And you guys were like, all thanks right, let's for bearing
1: with us, folks. We're at our final category of the first ever bruises.
0: <laughs> Um, And with that, I, like I said, I, I, I wanted to be a little different. I think every other show celebrates like the wrestlers for the last thing. But uh, why do we watch wrestlers? Because they wrestle, and why? What do they wrestle in matches? So I think matches of the year should be the uh, the final category for us. Um, I don't. I, I mean, we we have to st- we have to start with Jeremy White and Freddie a. High in sixty minutes and change. Like uh, to me, yeah, that I mean, based was the on match principle.
1: Of the, year. the three of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah we do. I, that's, I mean, that, that is. To me, yeah, if we, we had to pick yeah. a
0: match, that was match of the year. But mm-hmm. me too. Um, I think that one deserves at least the most praise for just what they, what they did in the middle of a pandemic with like little to no lead time and, and marketing or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, No build, no build.
1: And then just put on a phenomenal wrestling clinic for an hour
0: for charity for, yeah, for a good cause. And it was, you know, when you see other wrestlers tweeting about how good a match was, like, you know, it's, it's like Dallas was just saying, you, wrestlers have a different perspective. When when wrestlers are talking about how good a match was, Like you need to pay attention. People like
1: Jeremy Wyatt and people like Fred High are wrestlers' wrestlers, mm-hmm. as well as wrestlers that fans can appreciate. Um, but because of their just how uh, efficient and how fundamentally elite they are at wrestling other wrestlers can have a deeper appreciation for that Mm -hmm. um but that's not to say fans can't appreciate it too but yeah Uh, that match stick it in a vacuum which is basically what it was um and it's phenomenal Mm -hmm. it's a really good match yeah and the long-term significance sorry kev i didn't mean to uh continue on but the long term significance of that match is gonna be felt because forgive me if I'm wrong, but isn't that Jeremy Wyatt's one loss in the past like two years? Yep. Yeah. I believe you're correct. So that's gonna be felt.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that Gateway Heritage mm-hmm. is gonna be up again someday. So Yeah, Yehai be. is gonna be knocking on that door again.
1: Mm-hmm. He has to be. Yeah, Because so. think about it. If that match was up for the title, Wyatt would have lost. Yeah, so. If that match was a one-fall for the title, Wyatt would have lost. Mm-hmm. And that stuff, that's going to matter. When wrestling picks back up again, and we have to start looking at, okay, who's Jeremy Wyatt going to come up against? Yeah, is going to top that list.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. So okay. carry on. It'll be nuts nice to see live, and I mean, again, you know, Kevin and I got to watch it. Dallas, you were there ringside, so like you got literally oh, being hosting. their
1: ringside was so nuts, dude. <laughs> yeah. I had so much fun,
2: and props to the commentary team too. Um, yes. yes, the commentary can never be understated commentary team about how good just that was. Really told the story. You know, one like, of the
1: best three men booths on the indies. Yeah. So I mean, and it for, was all for in all. Match,
0: yeah, but had no. I mean, they and I, I think they've they've said since like there was no they they just rung the bell and they just went like there there wasn't they didn't talk much before the match. They didn't, uh, there was no any they just there was uh, no build. There was no hey, there was no build. There was no plan. There was not they just boom. They went out there and bring, did ring it. The bell and did it. They did it the damn nuts. thing. Um, that was awesome. So, with that, guys, like obviously, I think that was. Easily our our match of the year, but but uh, do you guys have any other ones that you want to bring honorable mentions to?
1: Um, I'll go first because I know what Kev's going to talk about. Um, because I want to go somewhere kind of in the same direction as sixty minutes and change. Um, a quick shout out to the greatest wrestling match ever that happened this year. <laughs> like I like I had to go ahead
2: of me to say this. She's like I know what Kev is going to say. Let me go ahead. <laughs>
1: Well, I know what you were going to say, but because the reason I'm bringing up that match specifically, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, it was literally titled the greatest wrestling match ever. That was the billing. That was what they sold it as uh, between Edge and Orton. Um, The only reason I bring it up is for a lot of the same reasons we talked about Wyatt and Yehai's Iron Man match. The little things, man, so Mm. fundamentally sound with psychology with pacing, uh, with making every little thing mean something, which is such a lost art, especially on the indies. Man, mm-hmm. to see them do it and do it so well mm-hmm. and prove why it it should be more prevalent in wrestling today. As a guy who believes far more in that than putting on a spot fest, no offense to anybody. Seriously, to each their own. But as somebody who personally is more into that kind of stuff than lots of spots kind of stuff and just, you know, putting out an athletic, a super crazy athletic performance um, compared to a match like that, which is, has, you know, extremely underrated athleticism in my opinion, but it just deserves its credit. That's all I'm saying. With that, I know, I Kev, I, I have a feeling I know what your match is going to be, so with that, I, I hand the ball to you, my friend.
2: Man, now you put me on the spot. Uh, no, I can't switch <laughs> it up. Uh, no, uh, I had two of them, and by, by my main one uh, was Gary J versus Kurt Stallion, Gateway to Anarchy 2020 at the beginning of the year. Hell of a match between the two of them. And I mean, like I said, then Kurt Stallion went on to NXT, so I mean, like... It's a, it's a story, you know, it's, it's awesome that they got to have that match at least. And it was, it was a good mm-hmm. kind of farewell to the Indies, you know, kind of mm-hmm. deal for him.
1: Even I, though we didn't know it at the time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Nobody knew it. Cause I think he wrestled like one more time for journey pro after that. I think so. Maybe. Then, I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So
1: it's really but, hard to remember that far back. Right. I know. Right? It doesn't even
0: feel like it was this year. Ancient history now. Well now, now we are getting into this territory where it was a year ago. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And speaking oh. of almost a full year ago too, that I had to like remind you guys at the beginning was that a 30 minute iron match between Kenny Omega and pack from AEW dynamite that we saw live, mm-hmm. unbelievable, hot crowd, uh, super sold out as far as I remember, or except like they gated off some, we had ticket problems, but once we got to our seats, it was <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, just fantastic <clears throat> showing between, you know, which uh, would, would could be a pay-per-view esque, match was on a fucking Monday like a Wednesday night dynamite and it was mm-hmm. yeah just unbelievable it was the first time I got to see Kenny oh well, no it wasn't the first time that was the first time was you could see time. Kenny Omega versus pack I think that right. was like the first time that happened yeah and it was, just yep. yeah, it was the first time we've seen it since I made a
1: big deal out of that too yeah mm-hmm. um well while we're sitting here talking about you know favorite matches of the year um I saw something making the rounds on Twitter today um excuse me, before we got in, got in here to do this pod. And I thought it was very interesting because I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but, um, it was recently, it was an interview that, uh, switchblade J white of new Japan pro wrestling recently did, I think for their website. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were talking about Naito accepting the award for match of the year, mm-hmm. uh, for his match with Okada at wrestle kingdom. Um, And he was asked if that match of the year status mattered at all to him. And his response was, no, I despise that award. I hate that term. It's disgusting how many supposed wrestlers want to get that title as if it matters. They could lose every match and it wouldn't matter to them as long as they get match of the year. For any competitor to think that way is a disgrace. For anybody to think that it might be okay to lose as long as they lost well. They should go and burn their boots. All that match of the year crap is something fans should talk about, not wrestlers. (laughs) (laughs) And there has been at end quote, uh, and there has been quite a uh, conversation around Twitter, especially from other wrestlers uh, about that topic on Twitter. Uh, So I just wanted to end our discussion of match of the year with that, because we can sit here. We haven't gotten to Mike's
0: match of the year, has he? No. Yeah. Oh we did? No, like the- I, I I brought up Wyatt and, and Yay hi, but yeah, we hadn't talked about mine.
1: Oh, my apologies, Mike. So that- I, didn't mean to, <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. Man, you've mean you mean like buried
0: that. me like three times on the show. It's been awesome. I, no, I mean, I it's don't been say
1: like that our podcast. You. I
2: mean, it's hard to not I
1: say that I just <laughs> I just mean to present a and don't get me wrong, part of that I think is a little bit of a little bit of gimmick work, a little bit of being in character, but also uh speaking from his own you know belief. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is very interesting Uh, because I talked earlier about the different dynamic between fans and wrestlers. We've Mm -hmm. talked about how the relationship has changed, especially this year. Um, And, you know, that was the whole premise of you guys allowing me to come on board with you and uh, on this rebrand of the pod uh, Mm -hmm. to bring some of that perspective as well Mm -hmm. as how that kind of grows and changes as I grow and change throughout my currently very young career. Um so you know, I think there is an element of truth to that. I think ultimately the message that a match of the year is something fans should talk about and not wrestlers. I think there's an element of truth to that. Um I personally don't know a ton of wrestlers that are obsessed with like trying to have matches of the year because you know, we just go out there and try to put out the best product we can, product you can right every yeah. chance we get we're not you know it's at least that's my understanding some people maybe it's not the case
0: well mm-hmm. and I, you know i think it's it's such a subjective thing too like for me Entirely. my match my Entirely. matches here aren't necessarily the the best mm. matches they're just the ones that resonated with me the most right um you know i that's why i wanted to call out jeremy wyatt and fred yehi because i do think for a lot of people that watch that match like that it resonated with so many people, wrestlers and fans alike. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, I think generally speaking, you're right. Like you're, you're going out there trying to have the best match you can every time. So to argue that a match of the year is like a match that's better than others. I, I you know, again, in right. the year where we didn't have the pomp and circumstance of WrestleMania. I don't think that's exactly
1: what was the and, best match, which is, which is why I've kind of taken, you know, at least a portion of these, like, you know, awards, um, it, you know, I just kind of take it as, oh, this is something fun we can do. Uh, pr- there's probably not a whole lot of wrestling pods that are doing stuff like this, um, except maybe Meltzer, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I've kind of more or less been trying to uh, just kind of send, you know, some highlights, some highlights throughout the year. So I'm like, oh yeah, this happened and this happened and, you know, kind of just, more along those lines rather than, Oh, this was match of the year. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, With I that, Mike, no. I'll uh,
1: let, you, yeah. <laughs> let you, without interrupting you anymore. Okay. I
0: guess I'll myself, in, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think, you know, I'm, I, when they're used right, I think like team-based matches can be a lot of fun because it allows for opportunities to see, you know, wrestlers that maybe don't normally wrestle against each other or, um, spots that wouldn't normally happen in a one-on-one match. So, so two of my favorites were, were team-based matches. Um, you know, and Hmm. it feels like a light, light years ago, but for me, as crazy as that show was, I, I really enjoyed the Zello pro versus journey show. I think it was, there were so many fresh matchups that as journey pro fans. We never get to see there's a lot of wrestlers that we don't normally get to see. Um, you know, uh, the main event that night, which was like Team Journey versus Team Zello, was so much fun. And to have mm-hmm. Kylie Ray come out as the surprise uh, for Team Zello. That was awesome. I mean, the crowd went nuts. Um, and especially now that she's kind of stepped away from wrestling, like I'm glad I got to see her once. Yeah, that uh, was huge. I, I think that moment, it was so much fun. And like her and Christian Rose in the ring, you know, at the same time was – like I was i I was just going nuts that whole match and like mm-hmm. that that you know it was it was so good. it was so much fun and I mean definitely you know if, if you've got a uh, IWTV uh subscription, you should go up there and look up uh the the Journey Pro Zello Pro show. it was like the whole night was a lot of fun, it was, it was, fun. was like it was like two hours it like flew by. Um, <laughs> it was just it was cool matchups weird shit I think happened that wasn't supposed to happen or just kind of felt awkward, which is what you would expect when two separate promotions are working together. Yeah. Um, but it just, that the vibe that night was a lot fun, but that match, especially just, you know, again, the one time I got to see Kylie Ray was, was great. Um, and then, you know, I just, I want to give a shout out to the, uh, women's war games, uh, match in NXT. Like I think, to start off the show with that, that was a, a match that had a lot of cool energy and EO making the the meme worthy jump off the top in the, the trash, trash can, can yeah. was so on brand for 2020. It was just it was great. That match was a lot of fun. I think you know the the men's match at the end had this whole story with the undisputed era, and I think that one was like just it was Team Candace versus Team Shotzi and and it was, it was just a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, for somebody who has not watched a lot of NXT this year to just be able to turn that on and to get, you know, I was right in it, you know, it, it just, it was fun. So those were, I wanted to give the, the, the serious wrestling match. I wanted to give it its due. And then, you know, my other favorites, like I said, were, I think were just a lot of fun that resonated with me. Yeah. So that was a lot. We've we've gone well past two hours. Yeah. We just, yeah. i am feeling we should release
2: this episode in two parts. <laughs> just to give everyone yeah. a break, to give someone a breather. This is gonna be like a road trip podcast.
0: <laughs> there's gonna there's not a great spot in the middle, I think, to break it off unless it's when you stepped away. This, this is just gonna right be before. a record
1: long yeah. uh, episode. For I think bruises, you know what breakdowns and beers. It's a hot especially, one. Like
0: especially especially this time of year. So on. many other podcasts are taking time away, so Well, hopefully we can fill the void a little bit.
1: If you had the time and listened to the entirety of this week's pod, we appreciate you and we We thank you. Yeah. And even if you didn't, You'll never know because you didn't make it to this part. <laughs> <Yeah>. So,
0: <laughs> so uh, you know, this is your chance to say, "Hey, do we do we get our picks wrong? Did we not mention? Oh yeah, tell us all the
1: outrage. Please. Tell us about all the people we snubbed and didn't mention and <laughs> forgot about and disrespected. And I would
0: say who we disrespected by not acknowledging them. Um, yeah, you know, hit us up on on all our social medias. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Three B Wrestling Pod." Uh, you can email us at three B wrestling podcast at gmail.com, you know, hit us up, let us know. Cause 2020 was a crazy year. So there was so much to cover that we, we couldn't even get in two hours, no, but it's over now yeah. and we are in 2021, right? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's gonna be weird to say that for a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I think, fellas, we covered everything. Do you have anything you want to throw in before we get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> people people need to just simultaneously bathroom. shaking yeah, our head. We're like, no, the, let's uh, wrap it up. My incident grown Chiefs two games, inches
2: since we've started this.
0: <laughs> right? I, I thought we were going to get done before the Chiefs game, and we did not. We are well into – No, it's almost halftime. Half <laughs> I actually had an
1: update going on my phone, like, because I knew we were about to wrap up, so I was just looking at the score right now. <laughs> It's oh, currently man. tied at 14 at the two-minute mark of the first half. Gross. For next week's game.
2: We're, this, this is already a playoffs, yeah. folks. We've been doing yeah. this less long. Yeah, not
0: yet. Yeah, it's not yet playoffs. <laughs> it's, the, it's the last worth of game. No, next week uh, the the Chiefs have graciously earned themselves a bye week. Uh, I'm hoping we have our guests that we were supposed to have for an interview right before the end of the year. Uh, we currently have scheduled for next week, so hopefully they will be able to uh, make it and we can – have another guest on the show so that's that's the plan right now for for next week so uh with that we're gonna get out of here so yeah if you've made it all the way through thank you so much for for listening to us uh please let us know what you liked and 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 what were even what you hated hell we we didn't really give out as many <laughs> razzies as we were hoping to uh but we just had time filled with so much other stuff so uh yeah hit us up let us know and uh as always you know thank you so much for listening to us uh we will see y'all next week happy new year and later nerds